following program is paid for and presented by John DeMassey. The opinions expressed are not those of Town Square Media or station advertisers. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassey. Well, before I forget, I want to wish all of the moms out there a happy Mother's Day. And uh, if your mom is not with you, I'm sure, as I do, you have fond memories. And if mom is around, you may want to spend time with her because you never know, you know. It's one of those things, not to put a damper on it, but you just never know when mom won't be here and you'll really miss her. So that's my Mother's Day message here on Talk With a Purpose. Good to have you with us as always. Talk With a Purpose is our show, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Do you think we have anything to talk about today? <laughs> no, we don't have anything. Nothing to talk about. Just we're just going to sit here and tell jokes. How's that? No, we do have a lot of a lot of things on the table today. We are continuing our fighting the opioid addiction series with our partners, Recovery Centers of America, and this is interesting. And I and I thank Becky over at RCA for kind of setting this up. Uh, it's actually a, a mother and a daughter, and both are in recovery, and we thought that was an appropriate thing to do for Mother's Day. Later on in the show, in our 11 o'clock hour, Stephanie Davis is the regional manager for Recovery Centers of America, and we're going to be joined by her daughter. And it's really a, a heartwarming story, and certainly if you or someone you know are in the throes of addiction, This is the place to be, 11 o'clock this morning, our Fighting the Opioid Addiction series. And in the meantime, we have plenty to talk about here on the program. And as always, our number here in the studio, 609-407-1450, 609-407-1450. I am going to talk about this plastic bag ban that started this week and how ridiculous that is. This morning, normally when I come in, I'm the designated coffee bringer um, and... (laughs) So they used to give me a big plastic bag for everything because between the bagel, the muffins, the coffee cups and all of that stuff. So today they said, well, we don't have any more plastic bags. I know that. But how am I going to carry this? (laughs) Well, they, They don't think about that. You know, I mean, I've got three bags and a box. So we'll talk about the plastic bag ban. Yeah, nobody nobody figured that out. Well, 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 sorry, we can't give you a plastic bag because we're not allowed to give them out. So we'll talk about that. But what I want to start the show off with, I'm kind of reluctant to talk about this because what I don't like, listen, you're allowed to comment any which way you want. I, I, I shouldn't say I don't like it, but I don't like what we like to call the vitriol that comes with this discussion of this particular topic, and that is abortion. And you know it was in the news this week and a lot of discussions and a lot of demonstrations and so on and so forth. But in the words of the greatest president in my lifetime, Ronald Reagan, there you go again. Another discussion, another decision regarding abortion and abortion rights in this country. Uh, The report was leaked. I'm sure you've heard this. A report was leaked this week that said the Supreme Court is prepared to overturn Roe v. Wade. So let's be clear. 
Overturning that landmark decision does not ban abortion in this country. Rather, it takes away the constitutional right to an abortion and leaves it up to states to regulate it. That's the basics. But when I say, there you go again, as Ronald Reagan used to say, here we go with the zealots. Abortion is wrong. Abortion is murder. Uh, so on and so forth. Uh, last time when we had this discussion, uh, a gentleman emailed me and said, you're just like Satan. And all I was saying was, when we had that law passed in the state of New Jersey, I said, I just want a woman to have the right to do it if she so chooses. That is the point. But here's the facts. 92.7% of abortions that happen in this country happen within the first 15 weeks. And now many of the states are attempting to ban abortion after six weeks. Too soon, in my opinion, because many don't know they're pregnant by that time. What are we really talking about here? Okay, what what is the issue? And all I am saying is, and you know, you've been listening to this show for, we're now in our seventh year. And if you've been listening on and off for a couple of years, whatever it is, you know that at, at heart, I'm a conservative. And I believe in the conservative values and platform. But I also believe in freedom, freedom of choice. And many times we've discussed on this show freedoms and what they attempt to take away. So, no, I don't condone abortion. And I say, and I'll say it again, it's the last resort. It is the absolute last resort. After you exhaust all possibilities, then that's what that's what you do if, if you've gone through everything. And I also say, and I said this last time we discussed this, why don't all these zealots work with adoption agencies and talk to people who are considering an abortion, talk to them rationally and calmly rather than picketing and rather than bombing places? Why don't you just talk to them and say, hey, did you think about adoption? You think about giving your child up for adoption? Because we all know there are thousands and thousands of people in this country who want to have children and can't for a variety of reasons. And a lot of them, of course, are medical, of course. But my problem with the Supreme Court, and not necessarily with what they say they're going to overturn, but that decision gets overturned. Let's say it does, Roe v. Wade. What next? Are they going to say, well, you know... You can't have contraceptive. You can't have birth control pills. Of course, the Catholic Church has been preaching that for years. I, I remember uh, one of my, uh, my mother's neighbors growing up, and he was a devout Catholic and, and made everybody know that he was a devout Catholic. He just said, we're, we're going to keep having children. <laughs> and they did. And unfortunately, they would have had more, but he passed away at a young age of a heart attack. So, you know, it's, it's, the Catholic Church has preached that for years. Just keep bearing children. Don't worry about affording them. Just keep having them. 
But do you understand that that and particularly this falls on women? Because what we're talking about here is a woman's body and we're talking about her having that right. And what I don't want, I don't want to go back to those days of, remember, they, they used to have, well, there, there's a doctor that does it out of the backyard and then, and then people doing it themselves. And, I, you know, I, I don't want to go back to that. I think we've progressed to the point where we can have a calm and rational discussion about this issue. And all of those people that get out there and say, oh, it's murder, it's murder. And I know, I know I'm going to hear from the zealots. I already, I, I, I can already tell you right now, this week, I'm going to get a couple of emails from that group. And they're going to show me pictures of, I mean, some of the pictures that they've sent me, I mean, you wouldn't show your kids that, believe me. I mean, it's really graphic, and it's really ugly, and it's horrible. And I just don't see the need for that. And all I'm saying here is, if we are a free country, if we are a free society, if we truly are that, and the basic premise of this country is freedom, then don't take that away, particularly from women who choose to have an abortion. And most of the time, most of the time, after discussion, people will come around to the point of, well, okay, I I can't have this baby, but maybe I will adopt. That's where all of these zealots should be going, down that road. So we'll see. 609-407-1450. It's Talk With a Purpose, Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio. 95.5, 95.5, and I'm John DeMassey, 609-407-1450. We'll get to all your calls, and, and thanks to all the folks who are holding. But first, let's go to uh, the man who, have you ever heard that song, Seth? I've never been to Spain, but I kind of like the women. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I'm going to go to Spain to see my brother. So, uh, okay, uh, that's all right. For a couple <laughs> weeks. Uh, but, I, but I'll keep my eyes open, too. Uh, a- anyway, I'm calling for libertyandprosperity.com. And when we have this issue and all the issues, um, when you talk about zealots on, on both sides, what, that we can't really have an intelligent or normal conversation about abortion, we can't have a normal conversation in America about anything. You're right. Days. We can't right. talk about green energy. We can't call, call, talk about the environment. We can't talk about race or crime or immigration or anything. Uh, and that's because um, our politics have been poisoned by this identity politics where the purpose of a political discussion is not to understand the problem and work on fixing the problem. The whole purpose of a political discussion is to find out, are you on uh, my, my tribe or the other tribe? And if you say these key words uh, that are wrong, then you're a racist, uh, I hate you, you have to be canceled, you have to be shut down. And as you were talking earlier, I was just thinking about uh, when I was in school, they, they made us read this poem and I don't know if you've heard it by Mary Lathrop, called Judge Softly or Walk a Mile in His Moccasins. But that was like a basic thing that you learned in second or third or grade. I just want to read a, a couple lines from the Go ahead. Uh, poem. It's called Judge Softly. Pray don't find fault with the man that limps or stumbles along the road. 
unless you have worn the moccasins he wears or stumbled beneath the same load. There may be tears in his souls that hurt, though hidden away from view. The burden he bears placed on your back may cause you to stumble too. So this is such a basic idea that before you start arguing with people uh, and saying they're no good and saying uh, you know you, you're a menace to society, you're dangerous, uh, why not take a little effort to understand why they think the way they do? And uh, in, in this anti-abortion uh, movement, the pro-life movement, yes, there are, are zealots. But if you find out who, who's really at the heart of this movement, if you go to the New Life Assembly Church for any of their meetings, you'll find out that most of the leaders, speakers, and active members of that pro-life movement are women. And they're not like, uh, you know, Stepford Wife women or Handmaid's Tale fiction women. They're real, independent, smart articulate women, and many of them have had abortions in the past, and they regret it, and they want to tell others how they were emotionally scarred by it. So if, if you look at what's going on with the abortions, you know, there are very hard cases that I as a lawyer see. You know, you have birth defects, you have all sorts of horrible situations that, that people, you know, have to make hard decisions, and you really don't want, at least I don't want, the government to get involved in, in those decisions. But, but there are easy cases, too. I mean, uh, there are 48,000 abortions in New Jersey every year. Not all of them are rape. Not all of them are incest. Not all of them are, uh, are, are real hardship situations. In some cases, it, it's just a substitute for birth control, which, which causes a lot of psychological damage to women. And some are really barbaric late-term ab ab abortions. So what we've got to do is understand where everybody's coming from, because I think if everyone got sat down together and was not trying to use this as politics, that we'd find solutions for this stuff. So what the Democrats do, the Democrats make legislation that say we could have abortions right up until the ninth month, you know, uh, three days, three hours before delivery, which is barbaric. Uh, and, and that pushes the pro-life people to be more extreme. So we've got to just you know, talk about this like, like normal Americans and try to figure out the problems. <laughs> That's all I have to say on that. Uh, uh, and, of course, there's some other issues going on. The, uh, the Anti-Defamation League uh, and, uh, and New Jersey Homeland Security raised once again raised the level of threats from violence from white supremacists. And this happens right after you had that guy called Dion Marsh drove 40 miles to go to Lakewood. Why did he go to Lakewood? Well, because that's where you have Orthodox Jews and you could tell who's Jewish just by looking at him. And he, uh, he, he beats up a guy in a car, uh, hijacks the car, then deliberately rams uh, three other uh, people who are Jews, and he pulls them out of the car and either stabs them or beats them, breaks their bones. Horrible incident. They arrest him later on, and, and the police said, well, why'd you do it? And he says, well, because Jews are worse than the devil. And this man uh, was not a white supremacist. He was uh, uh, African-American, and you have a lot of anti-Semitism in the black community, uh, as well as the Islamic community. And you also have anti-Semitism in Rutgers University. When they had a Holocaust celebration, they had eggs thrown at a Jewish fraternity house. Um, and, and there was nothing in the paper about it. 
So, so why do the ADL and why do the, the Murphy administration, how come every time there's an, an anti-Semitic uh, incident, even if the people are black, and we, we have that photo on our website, libertyandprosperity.com, where it actually has a picture of two black nationalists who had uh, killed five people uh, and, and actually tried to kill uh, 20 or 30 uh, Jewish children in a daycare center. So you see their picture. And the headline is New Jersey raises terror threat level for for white supremacist extremists to high. I mean, it's beyond absurd. But this is another example where law enforcement and even Jewish uh, organizations like the ADL, instead of wanting to fix a problem, instead of trying to understand, you know, w- you know what's causing things and how do we fix it, it's just uh, every time there's an incident to use that incident as a chance to demonize the other side and uh, and score political points for Democrats. And uh, I guess and, and the, the third perfect example of this, uh, did you see or read about the uh, what the New York Times did to Tucker Carlson? Uh, you know what? I started to read the article while I was buying my paper the other day and I didn't finish <laughs> it. So can you explain what what did they what did they say? Well, well basically, uh, Tucker Carlson on Fox News. Uh, really astounded, uh, I guess, the media world about uh, four months ago when it found out he had the highest-rated show yes. on cable TV. Yes. Uh, and not only is it highest-rated, but it, it has a large uh, audience of Democrats and independents, and it has the high, he, and Tucker Carlson has the highest rating against uh, for what they call the uh, the prime demographic, age twenty-five to fifty-five. Right. Yeah, you know, which is uh, what the advertisers like. So that was out in the, uh, in, in the media, and people say, oh, yeah, uh, Tucker Carlson has an interesting show, interesting guest. He takes good positions. And then suddenly, and, and that was the discussion. Whatever, if you would Google Tucker Carlson, those would be the stories you would see. Now, suddenly, a week ago, the New York Times uh, says that Tucker Carlson is a racist. Uh, he's the most racist host on uh, national TV. Uh, he, he's a, a, what they call an American nationalist, and they say he weaponizes the fear of, of, uh, of, his, uh, of his audience. Uh, and, of course, well, what the heck does Rachel Maddow do, by the way? By the way, does, does uh, Al Sharpton do? Of course, oh. you know, all the TV hosts, uh, you know, they, they want interesting stories that will engage their audience. They all do that. But the thing about Tucker Carlson is there's nothing uh, – uh, unusual. He's against immigration. He says immigration, illegal immigration, is causing problems for America. Yes. Uh, he he said that he believes that we should not judge every problem based on race. You have to judge each person as an individual uh, and not by what group uh, you you belong to. So for saying that, they call him a racist. They call him an American uh, nationalist. And by the way, what's wrong with saying? America is a good country. We have a good constitution. We have more freedom, prosperity, justice than any other uh, country in the world. Well, well you see, if you, you do that, you're, you're, you're just a, a bad nationalist. But not only does the New York Times say that, but uh, the New York Times is like the Pravda of the Democratic Party. Yes. Meaning once the New York Times does a story, you will then see that story repeated everywhere by all the mainstream media and uh, – and uh, by all the Democratic, uh, you know, officials and, 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 you know, public officials and party leaders. And sure enough, five days after that New York uh, 
Times article came out. You look at Business Insider, you look at all the online news, all Tucker Carlson, racist, nationalist, hater, weaponizing hate and all that stuff. So that just shows the power of the media and, um, and, and how we have to be aware of it. And, uh, and that's, again, what Liberty and Prosperity does. We have our website, but our website is useless unless people go to the website and see the news out there that we put up that you won't find anywhere else. And it's not enough just to read it. And you have to share it. You have to hit the Facebook button, the Twitter button, copy and paste it, put it in the comment section of the patch or, or, or the press or the, uh, or the, uh, you know, the, the, the Cape May Herald or the Ocean City Sentinel. Uh, we've got to spread the word because the media is just repeating almost like the party line. If the New York Times says this is good and this is bad, uh, within three or four days, every newspaper in the country, every TV story is saying exactly, almost word for word, what the New York Times said. So that's uh, something we want to bring to attention. I got a question for you. You uh, Did your letter to the editor get published yet? Uh, no, I, it did not. Uh, I submitted a letter you know, talking about that incident in Lakewood where, I, I, I mean – the, the the newspapers no longer print the race of the victim or the race of the perpetrator in their news stories, except in the rare case when it's a police officer or someone who's white and the person being hurt is black. Then it will be – the picture will be there. It will be in the headline. It will be repeated every day. But here when you had uh, – and I wish I, I had it in front of me – when the press printed the article about a black man – just going on a rampage in Lakewood and just uh, trying to kill as many Jews as he could. And, and those Jews were just lucky that they survived because they were serious injuries, uh, you know, getting knifed in the chest, uh, broken bones, getting run over by a car. Um, and, and he said, I'm doing it because the Jews are worse than the devil. But he didn't fit the narrative because he was not a white supremacist, because he was not white. Uh, they didn't even put his race in any of the news stories, and the only way you could find out he was black is that a couple of papers happened to have a, a small picture of him, and you could tell from the picture what his race was. But, they, but the way the media distorts reality by only putting race into a story, if it's the right race, uh, you know, as the victim and the right race is the, is the perpetrator. So, so that's why people think there's a police problem. People think that there's a white supremacy problem. Uh, not because you don't have a couple bad apples on a police de- you know, department in a country of 300 million, but because the only time you'll see anything wrong uh, is, is if a police officer does anything wrong. You don't see the hundreds of stories of, of uh, people, of criminals killing people, robbing people, hijacking cars, just doing all these terrible things. And you don't know, you know what the race is uh, because it doesn't fit the narrative of what the newspapers want to tell you. So that's short answer. No, the press has not yet printed the, <laughs> the letter yet. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'll keep looking. Well, let's day. see if they do. Okay. But, that, but that was the message. You have to fit it into uh, 325 words or less to get them to print it. Right. So let's see if they do it. All right. Libertyandprosperity.com. We're having a business meeting. We have to pay our bills, including a bill to JD Advertising for the John DeMassey program. So I don't want to be late for that meeting. All right. Well, listen, head out there. We'll see you uh, in about three weeks because you, you, yeah, I, I know you're, the, the time difference is five hours. So you would be yeah, on I don't there. Think I'll be getting a, 
Yeah, I don't think I'll be getting up at three thirty in the morning to call in. <laughs> but, <laughs> okay, uh, well, listen, uh, we uh, we have our recorded spots, LibertyAndProsperity.com. Yes, yes. Yeah, have a great week. Okay, you too, Seth Grossman, Liberty and Prosperity. Yeah, he's going to Spain to see his brother. And he emailed me and he said, hope you don't mind. We're going to run a recorded spot. I won't be on live. I said, well, you know, you don't want to get up at 3.30 in the morning because it's a five-hour difference. We're five hours ahead of them. So anyway, it's Talk With a Purpose. Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG, Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. A full bank of calls. Matt, John, Steve, and Tom in that order. And maybe you at 609-407-1450. Back with more Talk With a Purpose after these words. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751-1771 or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. And you can listen to Joe Yakovich on Saturdays right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group. 856-751-1771. 856-751-1771. Or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC. Member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC is not an affiliated company. And we're back here on Talk of the Purpose. Before I get to the calls, I just wanted to add something that I missed in discussing uh, the abortion issue. A recent poll shows that 62% of the American population is in favor of allowing a woman to get an abortion if she so chooses and also doesn't have a great deal of effect on the election and on the candidates, according to the voters. Just food for thought as part of our opening discussion here. Talk with a purpose, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG, Talk Radio 95.5. No matter what the weather, no matter the occasion, it's always a good day when we start our show with our incredible leadoff hitter, Matt in AC. Matt, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Good morning, Coach. How are you, sir? Good. Yeah, I was thinking of you the other night. You were? Yeah, well... <laughs> I, hope it, I hope it wasn't bad. Well, no, because you put the Maloiks on 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 my Phillies. They they had a seven <laughs> they had a seven one lead, and the Mets scored seven <laughs> runs in the ninth, and the Phillies lost the game. So that was that was you. I I was you were you were doing the Maloiks. I knew that. John, look, it's a hundred and sixty. I know. I know. Season. Don't I, sweat it, guys. Uh, I know. I know. I don't start watching that until September. Yeah, you're okay? right. You're right. <laughs> but listen, I wanted to talk about that. You, stemming off this Roe versus Wade thing, I mean, 
Abortion is a very, very touchy subject. With yes, it pretty is. Pretty much everybody. Yes, it is. Yes. I, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm raised, born and raised Roman Catholic, but I could see in certain circumstances where it could be necessary, you know. And I know that goes against the church's uh, wishes. But I'm looking now, John, and I'm seeing they're erecting a fence around the Supreme Court in uh, Washington. Okay. Yeah. And now, in New York, they have to guard the Catholic churches. Jeez. What's the Catholic Church, what's the Catholic church got to do with it? Listen, this is a constitutional issue. Yes. It's a state issue. Yes. It, it, it has nothing to do with the Catholic Church, okay? Look, all Judge Alito said, Justice Alito said, was it, that the, the um, right to do it or not has to go back to the states. He yeah. didn't say yes. Or he didn't say no. Right. He said it has to go back to the states from what the Constitution said. That's all he's saying. Yeah, I know. Now we're going to have riots again. Yeah. I, ridiculous. No, that's ridiculous. You're right. And, and and this is what I was alluding to, Matt. The zealots that come out of the woodworks when this happens. And, and rather than try to have a rational discussion. And, and like I said, what I would do is if I'm all of these abortion people and, you know, against it, I would try to work with adoption agencies and say, listen, how can we get, you know, people to to go to term with this child and put it up for adoption? Uh, listen, everybody knows somebody who wanted to have children but can't have them. Everybody knows that. Right. So right. It, 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 there has to be thousands out there in the world that want to have children and can't for a variety of reasons. You know, uh, so I, you know, I, I think this is where it should go. But rather than that, you're they're putting fences around the Supreme Court and uh, guarding Catholic churches. And you're, you're right; it just it gets to be ridiculous after a while. And I agree with you. Well, look, I mean, I mean, look, a lot of these kids. I mean, even if they they don't abort it and they have them, I mean, a lot of these parents are drug addicted. I mean, this kid's going to suffer a terrible childhood. So you're right, John. Adoption is the key. Adoption. Absolutely, absolutely, and I and I and I I agree with that. And Matt, thank you for the call. Always a pleasure. Appreciate your input. John's in Ocean City. John, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Yeah, I can, good morning. I understand fellows like you that are concerned about vitriol because um, we have a cold civil war going on between left and right, and it could turn hot. And this could be the catalyst for it, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. that's why people don't want to ramp it up. You know, I understand that. But um, I think the difference between the left and the right is how we view time. For us, it's time is of the essence. So if you're, uh, a devout, you're devoutly against, uh, if you're a born-again believer Christian or a devout Catholic, conception begins. That's, I mean, that's an, we're all adult here. It's when the sex act is consummated. That's when, that's when conception begins. We all know this is common sense. Okay, a woman takes a pregnancy test after 10 days so she can see if she's pregnant or not. And they say it's six weeks. Actually, it's 14 to 17 days that the heartbeat's actually detected in reality. Okay. So, but uh, actually, conception, yeah, be, yeah, conception begins when the man and woman have sex. That's when conception starts. So for a devout person, time is of the essence. That's now a living soul. But even for us to believe in a rape, incest, or a woman's life is in danger, time is still of the essence because you have the option of the uh, morning after pill. That's up to five days you can use the morning after pill in the case of rape or incest. Right. Now, in the, in the, for the left, 
time would only be of the essence of a woman's life's in danger, but that's almost non-existent. A more likely case scenario would be uh, a miscarriage where the, where the baby's dead. That's not an abortion, and the corpse has to be removed. Otherwise, a woman will get sick. That's a wholly different issue. But um, I'm saying uh, I believe it's a good thing. I mean, Roe v. Wade's not going to be completely overturned, but, I mean, if we want to make it constitutional, it's not liberty for those that are against abortion not to pay for somebody else's abortion. That's not liberty. Right. It isn't. If you don't, if you don't believe in abortion, you shouldn't have to pay for it. That's, that's right. not right. Man. No, you're right. So no, that, that, yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you're getting yeah, the it, left, then you pay yeah. for it. Don't let somebody else pay for it. Right. You know, I, right. I agree. Now, for the left, time uh, time is of no consequence whatsoever. First, second, third trimester. And let's get real. They say it's called a partial birth abortion. No, you're murdering the baby while it's being born. Yeah. You say, well, it's not really murder. Well, if a man kills a woman that's pregnant, he's responsible for two lives now. So actually, no, no, that's actually a living, a living soul, and that's not just a bag of sinew and blood and flesh and bone. It's actually a living soul. It's a living, breathing soul, albeit the woman's umbilical cord, but it's still uh, he or she, not not it. And that's what we're talking about. See, we live in the age of shadow banning and deplatforming and photoshopping. So the truth is being suppressed on every level, and now we have this Orwellian, uh, what is it called, the Disinformation Governance Board, with AKA the Ministry of Truth. Now they tell us what is true, right? But at least this is a this is a this is a bright side for those of us that we're against abortion. But we have to we have to meet in the middle somewhere, right? And we can start there. We don't that, pay for your abortion. That thanks. was that was the point, John. Thanks. That was the point. That at least a woman has the right to get it, and doesn't have to resort to you know a lot of the states want to ban it. Let's face it, a woman who wants it. If she lives in Oklahoma and it's banned, well, then she's going to drive to Mississippi where it's not banned. Let's put it that way. Or she's going to drive somewhere and get it done if that's really what she wants. A lot more to discuss here on the show. It's Talk With a Purpose, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And I'm John DeMassey. Steve and Tom, hang in there. We'll get to you after the break, and maybe we'll get to you at 609-407-1450. Talking about this uh, report that was leaked that the Supreme Court uh, potentially is going to overturn Roe v. Wade and how that report got leaked. Politico got it out there and so on and so forth. A lot of discussion about that. And also, if you want to talk about the bag ban in New Jersey, or if you want to come and help me carry the coffee into the studio on Saturday, (laughs) maybe there's another business. We'll help you carry your bags because there are no more big plastic bags. That that's also on the table. 609-407-1450. I'm John DeMassey. More talk with a purpose in just a moment. But first, did you know we got Mother's Day weekend and I'm sure you're doing a, a lot with mom and hopefully you are and she will enjoy that. I know when my mother was around, she always enjoyed Mother's Day. Did you know that the average person spends $245 on Mother's Day? $245, that's the average expenditure. And in total in this country, we spend $33 billion. $33 billion on Mother's Day. That's a lot of flowers and so on and so forth. Speaking of flowers, you know where this is going. <laughs> B.F. Mazio, of course, with their fruit flower arrangements. That's something different. And I'm not suggesting that that's the only thing you get, Mom, for Mother's Day. I mean, but that's a, a, a nice extra added attraction for whatever you're doing, whether it's dinner or flowers or a gift or whatever the case. B.F. Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield, the finest fresh fruit and produce you'll find anywhere. 
the gift baskets, the fruit flower arrangements. I mean, they're really nice. And as I've said many times, you can eat the fruit flowers. <laughs> you can't eat you can't eat the other kind of flowers, can you? Well, maybe you can. I don't know. I wouldn't try it. But that's the point. B.F. Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield, the best of the press, seven years in a row for best gift baskets and fruit baskets, uh, best of the press this year for best produce store. And, you know, after Mother's Day, we're going to get into the summer and we're going to get into a lot of different holidays and that kind of thing. And what you want to do, especially next week, after a busy week like this, you don't want to cook. The prepared foods are second to none. And they've got some new ones there. You check that out. There are so many. If you check that row out where the prepared foods are, there are so many that it's, I mean, if I had to mention them all, I'd be here for three hours. BF Mazio online at bfmazio.com. That's bfmazio.com. It's gift baskets, fruit baskets, prepared foods, baked goods, and the finest fresh fruit and produce you'll find anywhere. Coming back with more Talk With a Purpose and your calls after these words. At Recovery Centers of America, we know getting sober and staying sober is something you must work on every day. And with life being hectic, attending therapy and meetings can be difficult, but not anymore. Introducing Shoutout, brought to you by Recovery Centers of America. Shoutout is a new teletherapy app that brings evidence-based addiction treatment to you at the click of a button. Visit shoutout.com slash radio or call 866-99-SHOUT-NOW for a same-day assessment. Whether you're starting treatment, experiencing a relapse, or need help staying on track, our therapists provide expert group and individual addiction treatment that's convenient, accessible, and affordable. You'll love all the features of the Shoutout app, including the sobriety tracker, community forum, and educational, inspiring content that provides support 24-7. And Shoutout is in-network with major insurance providers. Visit shoutout.com slash radio or call Recovery Centers of America at 866 866- 699 shout for an assessment that's 866-99 shout if you're interested in driving one of the finest automobiles on the market today then you'll want to check out all of the fabulous new and pre-owned lexus at lexus of atlantic city lexus of atlantic city 3169 fire road and eht driving a lexus is like no other vehicle on the market test drive one for yourself at lexus of atlantic city whether it's new or pre-owned you'll be more than satisfied in fact lexus is consistently number one when it comes to customer satisfaction visit lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Or you can check out their outstanding selection of new, pre-owned, and L-certified pre-owned vehicles on their website, LexusofAtlanticCity.com. That's LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Or if you want more information, call 609-641-0008. Lexus of Atlantic City, now celebrating their 26th year in the area. A dealership that you'll enjoy. No pressure, no gimmicks, no hassle, no hype. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. And remember, always online at LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. A coastal flood warning is in effect from 11 p.m. tonight till 6 a.m. Sunday. Otherwise, winds becoming strong today, cooler with rain and drizzle and a high 53. On and off rain and drizzle tonight with winds gusting past 45 miles per hour, and a low 45, and rain and drizzle Sunday with a high 51. I'm AccuWeather's Gregory Patrick and WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And we're back here on Talk of the Purpose. If you'd like to email me during the week, J-D-A-D-V is in Victor and the number one at Comcast.net, J-D-A-D-V-1 at Comcast.net. 
I know this week, and I'll tell you next week, well, I predict tons of emails about this abortion issue and from the radicals, as we say. So, jdadv1 at comcast.net. That's my email. Follow us or like us on Facebook at Talk With a Purpose. At Talk With a Purpose is our Facebook address. And that is our show. Talk With a Purpose, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG, Talk Radio 95.5. Steve is in Summers Point. Steve, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Yes, good morning. How you doing, John? Good. How you doing, Steve? It's Pete from uh, oh, Pete. Longport. Oh, Pete from Longport. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, that's all right. Um, you got my email. On, yes. Uh, yes, press. I did. Uh, not, the, not the press, but New York Times blabbing, you know, how the uh, Ukrainians got the necessary intelligence. But I'll tell you, last week, uh, as always a gentleman, when I call a lawmaker in Washington, always a gentleman, I contacted the chairman of the Armed Services Committee. Okay. And, of course, I brought up the fact that Ukraine is right now center of attention. It's a very pivotal um, uh, flashpoint, possibly, I hope not, for World War III. But the thing is, I did bring up that we should also keep an eye on North Korea. Because while our attention is on Ukraine... What will stop North Korea from dropping one on Hawaii, Alaska, or even California? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But, 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 you know, Pete, we hope that's not the case. We hope. Did you get, yeah. did you get a response from the, from the chairman? Did you get a response? You made a call. Did, did you get any kind of response? Well, I'll tell you something. I spoke to one of his office people, and the gentleman was very, very uh, uh, patient and uh, very uh, interested in what I had to say. And I did bring up, in a nice way, I says, once upon a time, we had a lion in the White House. Yes. He stopped the key. He prevented... The, uh, he uh, stopped the Cold War with six words. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Oh, I remember not that. Not only that. Yeah, yeah. Not only that, but he launched an airstrike on Libya. And, you know, if, if from that point, we did not hear from him for 40 years. That's right. That's and right. And I said, sir, and I said, sir, with all due respect, I said, yes, our focus is on Ukraine. But the thing is, we know where the missile sites are, the launch sites. Why can't we send a carrier battle group? We don't have to use pilots. We can use drones nowadays. Yes. We don't have to put American lives in jeopardy. That's... But the thing is, these sites are very important before we have another Pearl Harbor. Because, of course, everybody knows that's the prime target in Hawaii Absolutely. And God knows what it is in Alaska or even California. You're right. Well said, Pete. Thanks for the call. And Pete brought up, uh, really, I love people talking about Ronald Reagan because every time we bring up something, and there was a perfect example, as Pete said, a lion in the White House. 
Mr. Gorbachev tear down those walls. And you're right, we didn't hear anything anymore. And that's what we need, as opposed to what we have in the White House now. I mean, is that, I don't even know, is that a, is that a, a whole person in the White House? Or is that just, well, we call him the mummy. It, it, I, I mean, I, I've said this so many times, but this is the 70s all over again. This is Jimmy Carter all over again, only it's worse. It's absolutely worse. Can't wait till the election. Al's in Corbin City. Al, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. How are you doing today? Good, Al. How about you? Can't complain. Um, Roe versus Wade. I mean, it, it should have it, it never been allowed in the first place. Um, if they wanted it, wanted it legally and constitutionally, they have. there's a procedure for that. And, you know, I mean, that that's... Enough people in America at one point said we don't want alcohol, and we had an amendment to the Constitution. Yes, and then we took that amendment, and got rid of it because people wanted to drink. Right. So it's um, and, and either either way you look at it, um, it's going to you're going to get like California, New Jersey, you know, they're going to be uh, um, if it's up to uh, this governor that you could have an abortion on. Uh, on the ninth month, which is wrong, but, uh, yeah, which is wrong. I don't agree with that. Which is absolutely wrong. Yeah, I, I, mean, don't, I don't agree with that. No. Oh, I, I, look, I, I, a woman has her life or uh, incest or rape. I can understand somebody having an abortion for that reason. Yes. Um, you know, I mean, but beyond that, that's that's a that's a, something I would not want to have to deal with as a person one of the one guy said to me once i will see you're not a woman that's why you don't that's what's that got to do with anything absolutely i mean i mean you, i said <laughs> I, and i says a woman has a right to take away my child that we we made without even telling me that i even have one right i says how is that how is that fair but if she has that child and i i i will be forced to support it right Okay, which is which you should. I mean, exactly I right. Me no, I, I agree with you there. Yeah, you but, should. But but um, but the part that gets me where where they sit there and try to sit there and say that the women have all the rights, but the man has none. Men, men don't have rights anymore. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I swear because especially if, if you're if white, says it. <laughs> if you're white, Al, you're, <laughs> you don't have <laughs> white males. They're you the target today. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a great day. You too, Al. Thanks a lot for the call. 609-407-1450. That's our number here. Coming up on a break, and we have Bernard in Atlantic City, and we'll get to uh, him after the break, and maybe we'll get to you. A couple minutes left of hour number one. As always, hour number one flies by. 609-407-1450. It is Talk with a Purpose. Saturdays, 9 till noon. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And I'm John DeMassey talking about this whole thing about the Supreme Court and Roe v. Wade. And it's been a major discussion all week on a lot of fronts. And we're kind of trying to make sense out of it and find a, a middle ground here. And certainly if you want to talk about the plastic bag ban, which, look, I'm all for the environment being clean and all of that. But is it as bad as they said it was? that we have to ban plastic bags because they're bad for the environment and you see them all over the place? Well, I don't know about you, but I don't see them all over the place, especially on the beach. Oh, they're on the beach. 
they get caught up in the water. I, I don't, so, whatever. I mean, it's that age-old discussion. Oh, the plastic bag ban. Talk with a purpose, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG, Talk Radio 95.5, and I'm John DeMassey. Final thoughts in hour number one after these words. East Coast Roofing and Siding, protecting what you love and own. East Coast Roofing and Siding, trust us with your family and home. Hey there, South Jersey. This is Sean Steitler with East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows. Do you have a home project you've been pushing off? Does your house need a facelift? If so, you need to take advantage of our economic relief rebate program. For a limited time, we are offering no money down, no interest, and no payments for 12 months. Plus, when the job is complete, we will send you a rebate check for up to 15% of the cost. No payments until 2023 and money back in your pocket? You can't beat this deal. Call us today to schedule your free consultation. 609-625-1900. That's 609-625-1900. You can also visit our website at eastcoastroofing.com for more information. East Coast Roofing and Siding. Trust us with your family and home. Are you stuck in the 70s? Maybe the 80s. Looking at your kitchen or bath, you don't know what year it's from, but it sure looks old, tired, and in need of refreshing. Kitchen and bath designer Krista Carullo can help you transform your kitchen or bath into something very special. Home improvements like these can substantially improve the value of your home. Krista has designed and implemented hundreds of new kitchens and baths in the Vetner, Margate, Longport, and other areas of South Jersey. For more information on how Krista can help you, contact her at 609-694-5666. 609-694-5666. Need to see samples of her work? Krista will be happy to send you some dazzling photos of her recent designs. Don't stay stuck in the 70s or 80s. Move up and make your home the desirable place it's meant to be. Contact Krista Carullo at 609-694-5666. Back here on Talk for the Purpose, 609-407-1450. That's our number here. By the way, this plastic bag ban, isn't it convenient that... All of the stores now sell bags, but they're environmentally safe. <laughs> okay. Well, how do, how do we know they're environmentally safe? Because they said so. I just find that interesting that you can't give out plastic bags, but you can sell bags. And the ones that the, the, my supermarket sell, I mean, they feel like plastic to me. I don't know. What do I know about this stuff? Bernard's in AC. Bernard, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Good morning, John. I have two. Uh, the Met game and the abortion. I'd like to do the Met first. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, okay, you have seven to... to one. Yeah, uh, it's in the ninth. I know. Okay. I-, I watched it. Two men get on base. Yes. Two men. How can... The two men score. It's yes. seven to three. Yes. It's the ninth inning. Yes. No out. You take the guy out. No, he leaves him in. And he gets he another, yeah, in, gets another hit. Two more people yep. on base. Yep. They knock them in. Does he? He gets one out and the rest is history. Okay. <laughs> so this was not the Met, uh, the Philly, uh, loss. This was Joe Gallardi's. Absolutely. One Absolutely. Chance of getting rid of him. Yes. Because if he gets any more of these. Understand, I understand pitches, too, like most people. 
and they're like the female. And you really got to open it real wide for them because of the work they do, okay? But there are eight other people diving for the ball. There you go. There are eight other people that get up to bat that take a chance on getting a ball hit in the head like uh, many of them have been, okay, as far as on the hands and the legs and everything else, okay? So there's major danger there for the other eight players. That's right. Now, you know, the pitcher is going to give that guy, could throw the ball in the middle of the plate three times, and he's not going to hit the ball because he don't really want to hit the ball. Okay. Well, Bernard, you're right. Uh, you're, you're, Gerardi, yeah, Gerardi's got to go. He's got to go. The yeah. eight people, yeah. and he, that they stand up there in back, and they get you seven runs, and you have good pitching with the Nolan for those six innings. Come on, Joe. Yeah, he's got to go. All nine players. All right. All right. All your players, not just the pitchers. All right. All right, Bernard. Uh, what's uh, what's what's your uh, abortion comment? I think you did what uh, Seth Grossman has said about the the black and the white thing. You got sixty two in favor of abortion. Okay, since seventy two, when this abortion is went into effect fifty years ago, the women don't want to give birth to male children. That's why these Democrats are just giving everything and anything to females because they have the advantage. It's probably 60-40 as far as voters that are female. Yes. And when you say 62% in favor of abortion, and I bet you every female, if not close to it, 50% of them, probably says a woman's right to vote. Absolutely. And then the other 12%, well, those are probably the ones that, you know, have sports against other females. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, John? I know exactly what you're saying. Am I clear on this yes. for your audience? Yes, you're very okay. clear, Bernard. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's a hot button issue. Uh, our number one, a rapidly coming to a close in our number two i wanted to talk about this and that is the student loan debt crisis in this country how much do you think is owed in student debt i mean this number is staggering 1.6 trillion dollars in student debt now, my niece is in her early 40s, and she fell victim to the defer the payment, defer the payment, defer the payment, whether she didn't have a job or not, defer the payment, defer the payment. And guess what? When you defer the payment, interest accrues. And I had told her that years ago. Doesn't pay attention to it. And now, in her early 40s, owes $40,000 in student loan debt. Now, she didn't borrow $40,000. She probably borrowed twenty, But that's how the interest has accrued. Are these predatory loans? You could make a case for that. So we'll talk about that and what the groundswell of... Huh, it's the Democrats, 
that are saying, uh, well, we got we to gotta, we gotta really wipe this out. We got to wipe out student loan debt. Okay, well, who's paying for that? Where's this $1.6 trillion coming from? And how about those who paid their dues, who paid? And by the way, with a student loan, uh, I, I hope you know this, if you have kids or grandkids that still have student loans, you can't wipe that out. You can't. It doesn't get wiped out in a bankruptcy. So you're stuck with that forever. And my niece can't get a car loan, can't get a, a mortgage because that thing looms over her credit report because you can't get rid of it. So the point is here, this is a problem, and we've been kicking this can down the road for a long time. And there's a lot of blame to go around, and we'll talk about that in uh, hour number two. And the other thing I wanted to talk about in, in the next hour, if we have time, once again, reparations for slavery. This thing is moving along slowly, but I'll talk about what's happening and where this is going. I mean... Come on, just just Democrat in the White House. Spend money, spend money, print money, whatever. Talk for the purposes of the show. Hour number one is in the books. Hour number two coming up. And of course, you want to chime in on anything we're talking about. 609-407-1450. I'm John DeMassey. As I said, hour number one in the books of Talk with a Purpose. Hour number two on the way. Don't go away. FM and 1450 AM WPTG Atlantic City. WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. The following program is paid for and presented by John DeMassey. The opinions expressed are not those of town square media or station advertisers. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassey. Hour number two, Talk with a Purpose, every Saturday, 9 till noon. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Good to have you with us, as always, for our Saturday morning get-together. I hope you look forward to it, as I do each and every week. Coming up next hour, again, we continue our Fighting the Opioid Addiction series kind of a, a Mother's Day special and appropriate for this time of year. We're going to have Stephanie Davis. She's the regional manager of Recovery Centers of America. Stephanie has a very interesting story. She is in recovery, and her daughter's going to join us, who is also in recovery, and both of them work at RCA in uh, in a department that kind of helps people with the addiction problem. So really going to be an interesting show, and we, we invite you to stay tuned for that. But in this hour, we got plenty to talk about at 609-407-1450. Bob and Keith, hang in there. We'll get to you in just a moment. But I wanted to talk about this this student loan crisis. And I have seen it firsthand. And I have seen what this can do as far as debt and debt service. I mean, they're, they're taking kids who... For example, they're they're going to give out, let's say, a four year school cost. I mean, the average what, with if you're going to stay there, you're going to room and board, hundred thousand in four years. They're going to let kids sign a note for a hundred thousand dollars. If that same kid went to buy a car, 
for less, they wouldn't they wouldn't give it to them because they don't have a job. But they're assuming, and again, these loans are, are backed by the government, so you know they hand out money like candy. And what happens is, colleges know that, and they keep raising the tuition. The tuition before we had this inflation was rising faster than the rate of inflation. <laughs> so the point here is, we we now have, I said this in the last hour, 1.6 trillion. That's 1.6 trillion in student debt. And here comes that great senator, that wonderful person, Senator Elizabeth Warren. And she says, I am relentless. Canceling student loan is the right thing to do. Now, earlier this month, President Biden passed the um, the pandemic extension, the student loan payments. Uh, you don't have to resume payments until August 31st. Again, kicking the can down the road. And the former White House press secretary, now we have a new one, but Jen Psaki said that the White House will take the time to make a decision about debt cancellation. Again, 45 million Americans owe $1.6 trillion. Two-thirds of that debt is held by women. Black women are the most burdened. Now, here is the crux of this issue. And the Democrats, who, as uh, we thank Andy for giving us this phrase, who I've often borrowed, they play long ball. The Democrats know that they have nothing to stand on, particularly with everything that's going on. So what are they going to do? They say that they're going to do this student loan cancellation because a survey was done. And it was told to them, them being the Democrats, that student loan debt cancellation is a way to help them win the upcoming elections. Which, as I say, right now, it's the Republicans to lose. It's the Republicans' election to lose. They've, as I look at it, and not because I'm a Republican, and you may disagree with me, but I'm thinking, what do the Democrats have to stand on? What can they possibly stand on here? What have they done that's good? If, I, I invite you to tell me because I have no clue. But if they cancel student debts, well, they're going to hang their hat on that. Hey, we canceled your student loan. I told you my niece owes $41,000. $41,000, that's a lot of money. And I'm telling her, you better start trying to pay it back or do something because... That's going to haunt you the rest of your life. That never goes away. That student loan debt, in case you don't know, you can ask a bankruptcy attorney or you can ask your attorney. The student loan debt cannot be dismissed in a bankruptcy. Just like the IRS. Tax debts, student loan debts can't be dismissed. So... Here comes the Democrats. Hey, we're going to we're going to get you out of this. 
But somebody's got to do something about this. I mean, come on. Stop giving out the loans. And especially, let me tell you something. My niece went to a school. And it was uh, called the Art Institute. And they were all over the country. They are since out of business. And they were charging $23,000 a year for tuition. (laughs) What? But she went for design, you know, design work. She wanted to be a designer. Okay, fine. $23,000? I mean, uh, one year. No, that was one year. And they made you take more credits, more money. You know, the normal credit was 100 and the normal to graduate. I mean, when I graduated college, it was 120 credits. They made her take 180. Well, that's 60 more credits. That's a whole other year. So you, you, you see how this, this scam kind of got into play? The government's giving out money like candy, and the colleges are saying, well, yeah, we're going to get some of that. And they know that the kids are going to get it. So this whole thing from the beginning was a scam. And now what? Elizabeth Warren, we're, I'm relentless. I'm going to get this taken care of. Good. The taxpayers are going to pay for that? 609-407-1450. Talk with a purpose. Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG. Talk Radio 95.5, and I'm John DeMassey. Bob is in Cape May. Bob, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hey, John, good morning. Look, the uh, the poison that we've we've been fed through the decades with these universities, that, that college is the road to paradise. For most people, for a lot of people, it's not. Now, I received a really great education at LaSalle College. Very glad I went. So did I. useful. So did I. It's where oh, I you went. you went to LaSalle, too? Yes, sir. Yes, class of 72. Class of 72. Okay. Well, well 70, 77. I, I should have graduated in 76, but I, I took took a year off. But anyway, <laughs> we, we probably had the same marketing teacher. Do you remember George Sawyer? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I'll tell you about George in a private set. George is a wonderful guy. I used to give him a ride ride to Cape May every weekend from LaSalle. You know, he had a house in Cape May. Yeah. George lived in Cape May. Huh. Anyway. <laughs> hey, so look, John, but the point look, we we have been fed this poison by these universities. The Harvard has a sixty billion dollar billion, not million, billion dollar endowment. Yes. They the cost of education is so high because universities are so wasteful for the most part. They spend huge money on useless teaching like gender studies, like Afrocentric studies, where they have they indoctrinate students to a left-wing ideology instead of making them competent, functioning adults. Too many of these kids graduate college and they are not qualified to be productive employees. And consequently, they have a disaster. They they have all these loans that, as you said, they are not forgivable. No. And again, it's it's the racket of these, these institutions that have way too many, way too many useless employees. Yes. They keep, you know, that's a big problem. Uh, I want to talk what Seth Grossman, he, he always makes great points here. Uh, 
you know, what he says about the crime situation and the way it's reported, he's absolutely correct. Only the big front head, front news headlines are when, when we have a black perpetrator committing a crime, and particularly a policeman, on an African-American. Right. That's the only time they have these big headlines. But in reality... The crime statistics are, are the other way around. Right. And, you know, Tucker Carlson, the great Tucker Carlson, which which Seth mentioned, he, he talked yesterday. He had a great monologue last night, and it had to do with with Biden and the rest of these these left wing crazies who distort reality. Biden and his his cohorts are saying that the biggest threat to this country is is right-wing white supremacist. And Tucker played all these tapes from 2020 of these so-called white, white, white right-wing supremacists rioting and burning America down. All right, all these Trump voters. Well, they weren't Trump voters in reality. We, we know what they were. They were yes. Black Lives yes. voters. They were Biden voters. And, and you know, again... Uh, you know, this this is another emblematic, another example of the left-wing media's dishonesty and the left-wing politicians, the way they just outright distort reality Absolutely. and lie. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You're, you're right. Bob, thanks a lot for the call. Appreciate it. Yeah. You have to, listen, this is part of the playbook. Part of the playbook for the Democrats. And, and, and I, I found in my notes... This survey, uh, wait till you hear this one. <laughs> I'll tell you, they will do anything to stay in power because when they're in power, look at what, look, look at what's going on. Huh? I mean, you sick of this? I mean, $50 for me to fill up my tank? $50? Come on. $4.54 for regular unleaded? I mean, that's ridiculous. Keith is in Northfield. Keith, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Hi, John. How are you? Good morning. Morning, Keith. Uh, So, last time I checked, an 18-year-old was not a kid. Um, I think the high school should start teaching financial responsibility. Yes, yes. Maybe they wouldn't have dug themselves in such a hole. Um, My personal experience... I worked three jobs when I was going through college. Wow. I was on the go all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I had to pay for my last semester with my credit card. Oh. Which was like burying myself. Yes. Right? But, uh, you know, these kids need financial responsibility. And also, maybe us that paid for college could get reparations. Yeah, that's a good one, Keith. I like that. How about that one? Yeah. Hey, hey, listen, you know, (laughs) that's that's a good one. I I was fortunate that my father paid for my college. But my last semester, this goes to show my age, my last semester at LaSalle was eight hundred dollars for the whole year. So, oh, yeah, mine was about a couple grand. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, it's still, still it's cheap. Painful. Yeah, but but when I say kids, see what I mean is, you're right. They're they're adults at 18, but they're not really adults. You know what I'm saying? They, I mean, they they still they're they're wet behind the ears, and they don't know they don't know uh, they don't know left from right from middle. You know, and and so how, yeah, how the world works. Exactly, exactly right. So that's what I meant. 
you're right. Legally, they're not kids, but in reality, they are. And at 18 years old, I mean, my niece signed her life away, and here she is, 42 years old, with $41,000 in in student loan debts. Part of it is her fault because she didn't pay, but part of it is they deferred the interest, and that thing accrues. You know, I mean, it's just it's 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 crazy. You know, the whole I, thing's- I think when they sign the loan papers, they should sign a contract to work for someone for yes. like a couple of years. Ah, there you go. There's there's definitely and Keith, thank you for the call. There definitely should be checks and balances on it. I mean, yeah, you you you, you got to get a job. Then when you get the job, then you can get the loan or you at least part time or some some way to pay for it. You know, now. A lot of times the parents, and in my case, my niece didn't have a parent. The father was gone. So I was the co-signer on one of the loans. And fortunately, it was the smallest loan she had. And guess what? I'm still paying on that one. <laughs> and she's been out of school since 2005. This, this thing really, really bothers me. It really does. Bill's in Ocean City. Bill, good morning. Morning, John. Hot topics this morning. Yes, sir. Um, I think you. I think you touched on the student loan issue uh, earlier, and I think one simple answer, at least a good start, would be to allow students to declare bankruptcy on their student loans. Why should mega wealthy universities be protected from bankruptcies when the rest of us are not? Well, I, would, I think Bill. Motivate students to be careful and universities to be careful about the loans they they make. You know why I think, Bill, first of all, the government backs those loans. So I don't think the universities... Well, would, they don't would, have to. No, they, you're right. You but, said it's the law, but change, change the law. Yeah, change yeah, but the law you're so right. It's an equal field for everyone. Right. That's I, 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 I've often wondered why that isn't allowed. But, uh, but I know myself, I mean, uh, unfortunately... I had to declare bankruptcy about eight years ago, and uh, the attorney said to me, well, you know this student loan that you co-signed for? I said, I know. It wasn't that much, so, but but it still was like, and I got a letter in the mail saying, you know, it can't be forgiven and that kind of thing. But you're right. I, I would like to see that. I really would Change like to it. see that. Yeah. Change it. Yeah. Yeah, and if I may say one more thing about abortion. Yes. I'm a physician, um, and we know that uh, babies in the womb are human and they're alive. We yes. know this for one reason. We know this is that there are over 50,000 people alive today who survived failed abortions and are now alive and living their normal lives. Yes. So, so that, you know, you don't have to do DNA testing to know that children in the womb are alive. Yes. And uh, so I think they deserve protection, especially we could start with children who were born alive in a failed abortion. They are citizens because they are born in the United States and they deserve all the protections under the law, but they're not always given that. They're allowed to die, yeah, you know, I, even I, though they're born alive. So, Bill, so that's I, something that yeah. should be taken care of too I, sweet right away. I, I know you, you have a different perspective of being a physician, but all I've been saying is why don't they kind of work with adoption agencies? I, I, I've never understood why they don't try to kind of marry those two things together because there's thousands, as you know, you, you saw it firsthand, how many of your patients wanted to get pregnant and couldn't for a variety of reasons. So, you know, there, there, there should be 
some kind of a way to work with adoption agencies so that perhaps these people, rather than do that, rather than get an abortion, maybe they carry it to term and they work with somebody to kind of give the baby to someone who really wants it. That, that's that's all I'm saying. Does, does that make sense to could you, Bill? That, yeah, it does. But could it be that Democrats uh, and Planned Parenthood uh, in particular have decided who deserves to be alive? And that's why there are so many abortion clinics in minority neighborhoods. Yes. It all traces back to that racist opinion that uh, some people just aren't worthy. Yes. They wanted to make abortion rare and safe, but now it's an industry and and provided at, uh, at just at the request. Right. And it's really targeting poor people and poor neighborhoods. Yes, it so is. I think the Democrats are just showing their colors, you know. Well, that's they're, they're uh, still a racist organization. That's that's par for the course, Bill. And thank you for the call. That's par for the course for the Democrats. Uh, by the way, on this student loan thing, and and uh, we're coming up on a break. Uh, we'll talk to John and Dan. And what is this name, Chris? Audio. Audio is in Margate. Okay, Audio. That's a that's a cool name, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> And we'll talk to all of those people after the break, and maybe we'll talk to you at 609-407-1450. A new poll, the group is called Data for Progress and Rise. (laughs) It's just another, another group. Data for Progress and Rise. They found that debt cancellation would spur higher turnout in the battleground states of Arizona, Georgia, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. Translation, the more Democrats give or forgive, the more votes they get. That was the survey. So that's why they're going for this. Talk with the purpose of the show, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And I'm John DeMassey. More of the show and more of your calls in just a moment. But first, no controversy here. No controversy like that we talk about here on the program The finest automobile on the market today is Lexus, courtesy of Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road in EHT. As I've told you many times, uh, the family has Lexus. My niece has a Lexus. I have a Lexus. Her father-in-law has a Lexus. Her friend has a Lexus. And all of them from Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road in EHT. And why is that? Because they're great cars. That's, you know, that's all I can say to you. I'm not a car person. I I can't tell you what is an, I I mean, I can't tell you a carburetor from whatever else is under the hood. But I can tell you what I like to drive and what's great to drive. And that is Lexus, courtesy of Lexus of Atlantic City. You can check them out online at aclexus.com, aclexus.com. And people have said to me, I've gotten emails and said, hey, John, you're talking about Lexus, but they don't have any cars there. Don't worry about that. I mean, if there's no cars on the lot, that means they're selling what they got. And and maybe there is a shortage. But with Lexus, particularly Lexus of Atlantic City, they have a network of dealerships uh, under the same ownership. And they could find you a car wherever. So whatever you want, all you got to do is stop in or you can call them, whatever. And and they'll be happy to, to talk to you and kind of accommodate you with what you need. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road in EHT. And the other thing is, you know, Consumer Reports always has them at the top three or four as far as uh, rating the automobiles on today's market. But the thing is, from experience, I mean, I'm not concerned about rankings. I'm concerned about, you know, the pocketbook. 
Like, what are you getting as far as repairs are concerned? I, I can't tell you the last time I had a major repair on a Lexus. I, and I've had, I've had them since 2007. So that's what you want to look at. You want to look at track record. You want to look at durability. You want to look at the ride. All of those are there, courtesy of Lexus. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Stop by, say hi to Helen or anyone over there. Uh, great people. And really, they don't push you. This is what they, they, they show you. This is what our deal is. And it's really simple. You can get in and out very quickly. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road, EHT, online at aclexus.com, aclexus.com. Coming back with more Talk With a Purpose after these words. Everybody knows that your mom is the best. To salute all of our moms on Mother's Day, B.F. Mazio suggests our fabulous fruit flower arrangement. Yes, it looks like flowers, but you can eat them. You can't do that with the other kind. B.F. Mazio with a complete selection of gift baskets and fruit baskets for that extra something for Mother's Day. And of course, there's the usual finest fresh fruit and produce you'll find anywhere, as well as prepared foods, baked goods, and gourmet specialties. B.F. Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield and at bfmazio.com. At Recovery Centers of America, we know getting sober and staying sober is something you must work on every day. And with life being hectic, attending therapy and meetings can be difficult, but not anymore. Introducing Shoutout, brought to you by Recovery Centers of America. Shoutout is a new teletherapy app that brings evidence-based addiction treatment to you at the click of a button. Visit shoutout.com slash radio or call 866-99-SHOUT now for a same-day assessment. Whether you're starting treatment, experiencing a relapse, or need help staying on track, our therapists provide expert group and individual addiction treatment that's convenient, accessible, and affordable. You'll love all the features of the Shoutout app, including the sobriety tracker, community forum, and educational, inspiring content that provides support 24-7. And Shoutout is in-network with major insurance providers. Visit shoutout.com slash radio or call Recovery Centers of America at 866 Shout for an assessment. That's 866 Shout. I'm Seth Grossman for LibertyAndProsperity.com. Is abortion a woman's rights issue? The media and those on the left say it is. They say only men are troubled by late-term abortions or using routine abortions as birth control. They say those who want limits on abortions are men who want to control women like the patriarchal villains in The Handmaid's Tale TV fiction. However, most leaders, speakers, and active members of the pro-life, anti-abortion movement are women. Many have had an abortion in the past and tell of how they were emotionally scarred by that painful experience. If Roe v. Wade is set aside, it just means elected legislators of each state, not nine appointed judges on the Supreme Court, will decide state by state what limits, if any, should be placed on abortions. Let's talk about it at libertyandprosperity.com. Help us reach more people. Join our weekly breakfast. Donate what you can to keep us on the air and online. Libertyandprosperity.com. Thanks. I want to remind you that you could listen to any of our shows at any time. A lot of people say, well, sometimes I miss you on Saturday and I miss you on Sunday. Well, we have this new modern invention called podcasts. And what you do is Google John DeMassey Podcasts, and all of the shows come up. So you can listen to any of our shows at any time. Shows from two months ago, three months ago, whatever. There's over 100 shows on there. John DeMassey Podcasts. And occasionally, we miss one, and I get a ton of emails saying, hey, that's not up. So thank you. Thank you for keeping track and being our watchdog. All right? 
Talk with a purpose. Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Let's talk to John in Ocean City. John, good morning. Welcome back to Talk with a Purpose. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Um, they say the reason why the student loan debt has succeeded one trillion bucks is because of uh, the accruement of interest, they say. Yes. That's uh, a big part of it, right. Now, they say that uh, they can forgive all that debt, but uh, now Biden says, oh, there's plenty of money. But actually, in 1933, FDR took us off the gold standard partially, and then it was in 1971 that Nixon took us off the gold standard completely. Yes. He rescinded it in favor of the petrodollar, yeah. So our money's no longer uh, backed by gold, and also John Kennedy had signed Executive Order 1111 on June 4th, 1963, which would have made our money so redeemable in silver. So we're not, our money's not backed by anything. It's just paper. You can print, you can print a lot of paper, but it's just worthless after a while. Right. And, uh, it says here, yeah, it says here, in Sweden, trash heats homes, powers buses, and fuels taxi fleets. The Nordic model countries, Bernie Sanders, the Nordic model countries, yeah, they, they actually, uh, use technology that was born here in America, uh, Nikola Tesla's uh, water cell fuel combustible engine, that's, that's steam energy, that's steam produced, and, 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 and an engine that runs on steam, okay? And uh, also, um, William C. Gow and um, Bernard L. Eastland's fusion torch. So they're actually using the fusion technology and uh, water cell fuel technology over there in the Nordic model countries, but not here in America where we need it. Right. And they want to have uh, windmill, they want to have windmill energy and uh, solar panel solar energy but that all goes um, that all goes down when the uh, greenhouse uh, driven uh, grid goes down so these these are people who have no solutions and our our constitution was not set up the way they're they're running it uh, it's they they serve us we don't serve them so we have people who don't know what they're doing telling us what to do it's, it's right. insane and i don't know yeah i don't know when this is all going to come to an end but it needs to thanks absolutely john thanks for the call uh, before we continue with calls, here's a quote from John Della Volpe. He is the director of polling at the Harvard Kennedy School Institute of Politics. Didn't, didn't just somebody just say they got $63 billion in their endowment? <laughs> he said student loan forgiveness is a cornerstone in the relationship between President Biden and young Americans. This is this is what I'm telling you. This whole thing, you know, it's going to benefit some people. And, and John just mentioned about interest being accrued. You know, when they tell you loan forgiveness, and that's what happened to my niece, she borrowed $20,000. Now, how does she owe $41,000? Could you please explain that? Okay, so it was 2005 when she took out the, that money. But how do you, you know, how does that go to $41,000? And I know she's made payments. So it's predatory lending. Exactly what it is. So here comes the Democrats. They've got a survey that tells them if you do this, you've got a chance to win these states. And listen, they'll sell their mother. Speaking of Mother's Day, they'll sell their mother to win an election because that's all they got. Oh, boy. Let's talk to Dan and Linwood. Dan, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Great point about the $51 billion in the endowment, but here's the problem, John. The tax uh, and the, the money that's flowing from the federal government still goes to Harvard. They're getting all kind of money from the federal government. Right, which right. They make, they make interest on their endowment. 
Exactly. That they have. Exactly. Yet we are giving we are giving them money that's actually borrowed, basically from the Chinese, and all the bonds that we sell. Right. So we're borrowing money to give them money, so they could teach all this, uh, you know, all this crap that they're teaching. Yes. I would say have Har- have Harvard put about twenty billion of that into an annuity and fund all the education instead of us underwriting it. There you go. There you go. Let them them take their $20 because I don't think they need $51 No. And uh, we have to make sure, like, then you can take Planned Parenthood, $500 million that we fund because they make up a story that they do other services. Yes. And their main, not abortion. Take that $500 million away. Take the money away from PBS, NPR, all this other, all this other crap, that infrastructure bill that was that was inflationary. I know Congressman Van Drew signed upon it. Guess what? It's still inflationary. Yes. So what you see is the result of what we've done. It's not a secret. Those right. Prices of gas are going up. When you stop the pipeline, it would have been built. You would have had nine hundred and thirty-eight thousand barrels of oil going daily. Now you're bringing nine hundred and thirty-eight thousand barrels of oil by truck. In train, yes, you know they don't run on they don't run on cream soda. Those that's, trucks, that's right. <laughs> so hey, you're, you're yeah. getting all that dirty diesel fuel to bring fuel to places where none of that has to occur. That could be all done efficiently and clean, and you're not doing it. It's just like not putting the pipeline into Marmora into a into that plant. Right. It, once you you get it for environmental purposes. Now you're going to have to. Now you're going to have to put all this other stuff together when you had the cleanest fuel, forty percent cleaner than world gas. Our our gas is cleaner, more efficient, and it would have eventually took the place of coal. And because we're ahead of everybody's standards now, yes, it's just a fact. So by taking this away from the fracking, away from the drilling, Sarah Pellin had it right in twenty uh, twenty oh eight. Drill, baby, drill. And Donald Trump, she he jumped on that strategy. Yes, he and did. Guess what? When we were energy independent, we did have the petrodollars backing up our economy. You're absolutely it was, it was right. Power. You're absolutely now, right. Now we're now uh, just to close, John. Yes. Now we're de- now we're dependent on other people to supply us oil. We're asking Venezuela. We're asking Iran. We still depend on Russia in a sense. And this is this is going to weaken the world. We've we've given up away our we're basically playing uh, Texas Hold'em, but we're putting our cards up and everybody's holding their cards down. Dan, we're always playing at a disadvantage. Well said. And uh, I'm going to go. Thanks for the call. I'm going to go one step further. You said Harvard should give 20 billion of that 51. How about the other Ivy League schools? How about Yale? How about Penn? You know, they got money. I mean, if you see that campus, University of Pennsylvania, there are blocks and blocks and blocks of property that they own in the city of Philadelphia, which are worth millions. And perhaps they've got billions in their endowment because they always got their hand out asking for donations, which I find that very interesting. You know, <laughs> you're a multi-million dollar organization and you're asking for donations. I love it. You know, only in this country. 609-407-1450. Talk with a purpose. Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And I'm John DeMassey. Coming up on a break, and we'll talk to Audio from Margate after the break. And maybe we'll talk to you. A couple of open lines at 
407-1450. I'm John DeMassey. More talk with a purpose after these words. The market is up. The market is down. I know from day to day, there's a fair amount of volatility. You worry, I worry. We all worry, but not so much when you have a sound financial plan that doesn't depend completely on the market. Hi, I'm Joe Yakovich with this Money Minute. You'll find some real insights in my new book, The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In this book, I explain in detail how I approach financial planning, retirement, insurance, and many other topics. For a free copy of my book, The Heart of Your Money, simply contact my office at 856-751-1771. That's 856-751-1771. Or you can email me at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. And don't forget, I'm here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 with These Money Minutes. I'm Joe Yakovich with This Money Minute, and thanks for listening. East Coast Roofing and Siding, protecting what you love and own. East Coast Roofing and Siding, trust us with your family and home. Hey there, South Jersey. This is Sean Steitler with East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows. Do you have a home project you've been pushing off? Does your house need a facelift? If so, you need to take advantage of our economic relief rebate program. For a limited time, we are offering no money down, no interest, and no payments for 12 months. Plus, when the job is complete, we will send you a rebate check for up to 15% of the cost. No payments until 2023 and money back in your pocket? You can't beat this deal. Call us today to schedule your free consultation. 609-625-1900. That's 609-625-1900. You can also visit our website at eastcoastroofing.com for more information. East Coast Roofing and Siding. Trust us with your family and home. Are you stuck in the 70s? Maybe the 80s. Looking at your kitchen or bath, you don't know what year it's from, but it sure looks old, tired, and in need of refreshing. Kitchen and bath designer Krista Carullo can help you transform your kitchen or bath into something very special. Home improvements like these can substantially improve the value of your home. Krista has designed and implemented hundreds of new kitchens and baths in the Vetner, Margate, Longport, and other areas of South Jersey. For more information on how Krista can help you, contact her at 609-694-5666. 609-694-5666. Need to see samples of her work? Krista will be happy to send you some dazzling photos of her recent designs. Don't stay stuck in the 70s or 80s. Move up and make your home the desirable place it's meant to be. Contact Krista Carullo at 609-694-5666. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Throughout the afternoon and into tonight, we're expecting showers and maybe an isolated thunderstorm as temperatures reach 53, and then we'll see a low of 45 overnight. Going into the end of the weekend, we'll still be looking at some isolated rain showers throughout the day and in the overnight with a high of 51, and then we'll see a low of 44 overnight. I'm AccuWeather Meteorologist Jeff Nordine on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Back here on Talk With a Purpose. Don't forget, we have our Talk With a Purpose replay Sunday, 5 until 8. So it's today's show tomorrow. Talk With a Purpose replay 5 until 8 every Sunday right here at WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I had a couple of friends say, 
Hey, uh, I heard you on Sunday. Are you on? Well, no, that's a replay of the Saturday show. Are you on Sunday, too? No, it's a replay. All right. Talk with the purpose replay Sundays. Five till eight right here at WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 609-407-1450. Back to the calls in a moment. I want to send a shout out and a congratulations to Atlantic County Executive Denny Levinson. I know Denny is uh, he was saying the other day in the paper, he said, let's do a victory lap. Uh, this past Monday, Superior Court Judge Michael Blee upheld a previous judge's ruling that changes to the payments in lieu of taxes law for Atlantic County casinos violated a 2018 court settlement. You remember Denny was on here and he talked about this. The new pilot law would not include gambling and Internet revenues in the casino's calculations. And I said, and Denny said, and we all said, why? I mean, that's revenue. But they were trying to get away with, oh, well, the casinos are going to close. Well, nobody's closing. So the judge upheld that. So that new law that went into effect is out. And the county would have lost about $26 million in revenue. And uh, congratulations to Denny. And listen, if, I'm sure he would agree. <laughs> If he were younger, he may want to run for public office because that's the kind of person you need in, in, in a position of power. Somebody that doesn't take the garbage from people. And he sued and he won. Congratulations. And and we won as taxpayers in Atlantic County. 609-407-1450. Audio is in Margate. Audio, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Good morning, John. Uh <laughs> Most of what I was going to say has already been uh, covered. I was practicing my speech last night. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, one thing that was, wasn't mentioned, and this is uh, repatriation. What about all the uh, uh, families, uh, the, the mothers, the fathers, the children themselves, who paid their own way through college? Right. Didn't get a <clears throat> Right, home. right. Do they... Do they do they get repatriated for the money that they put out? You know, Dan said that earlier. Somebody said that earlier. That yeah. What about what about reparations for those who paid? You know, I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, so when they do this loan forgiveness, and we're talking if they forgive the whole thing, audio, it's one point six trillion. So you're right. What about those people who you know paid their own way? I mean, uh, our, our own financial guy, Joe Yakovich, fortunately, he was able to pay for his kids. He has two kids, paid for college, and paid for graduate school. So what about yeah, him? Well, does, I, he, does he get some money back? So, I mean, I... I, I have, yeah, well, you know, uh, uh, not only him, me, everybody else, but uh, there's this, uh, another thing, too. The Democrats can look at it and say, well, let's do the repatriation. That's more votes for us from the people who are going to get repatriated. There you go. You know, every time, there every you time go. The, the Democrats or anybody, any government agency, uh, shells out money and it's coming from the taxpayers, <laughs> you and me, uh, they're getting votes. They're getting, and, and can you imagine uh, all these kids that owe all that trillion dollars or so? Yeah. Can you imagine? Going to vote for if they, they, they're promised to get the. Re oh. oh yeah, no they they had it in a survey audio. I don't know if you heard, but they they had a survey that told them if they do this, they will win four key states. 
Well, I didn't, I didn't hear that yeah, one. But, uh, here but, you go. Wait, I'll, I'll do it again for, for those who might not have heard it. A, a, a group called Data for Progress and Rise, they found, they did a survey, debt cancellation would spur higher turnout in Arizona, Georgia, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. Translation, the more Democrats give, the more votes they get. That's well, what that survey said. There you go. Yeah, well, you know, in a situation like this where uh, the government is buying votes, it, 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 either government, Republicans or Democrats, but the Democrats have mastered it. Yes. Uh, they're buying votes, and then uh, the people who are being paid money are going to vote. Instead of being paid for their vote, they're being paid with promises. And right, the promises right. Are Get money. So where was the money coming from? You know, and as far as your niece, uh, compound interest, uh, uh, Albert Einstein said that's the strongest force in the world. That's right. You know? and, and, and listen, try to explain that to a kid. <laughs> and I mean, she's not a kid. Audio, thanks for the call. <laughs> what she was back then. I mean, uh, I kept explaining it to her. No, you don't have to pay, but the interest is accruing. Oh, okay. Didn't get that, but Barry is an EHT. Barry, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Uh, good morning, and thank you for taking my call. Thanks for calling, so, Barry. Thanks I, for calling. I, I about a year and a half ago, I was watching TV, and it dawned on me for car commercials for those people with exceptional credit have zero point zero percent financing. But they have to pay a service fee for seventeen dollars, eighteen dollars. So I figured. We should do that with student loan debt. Let's change the terms, change it instead of and, and just give them a service fee, monthly service fee, seventeen, eighteen dollars. They can pay five, six, seven hundred dollars a month, all towards principal. If the payment is late, the banks then can always charge their additional late fees, but it pays down the debt quicker. Uh, there's yeah, the banks are gonna be upset because they're not getting all these interest rates or anything like that. But at the same time, we bailed out the banks about 14, 15 years ago. Yes, we did. Yes, I, we did. And I just and I just think it's a fair way for the kids to get an education and also pay pay, pay their loans back. And this way they can get out of the basement so the parents' house that much quicker. Uh, you know what? It, th- that makes sense. But, but, Barry, does anything the government do make sense? <clears throat> no. Well, it's... it's, <laughs> it's I, I, I addressed this with Mr. Van Drew uh, about a year ago when, when I, I wrote his office, and his office actually called me back about it. Yeah. Apparently, a couple of years ago, a couple of years ago, Senator Rubio introduced something like that, and and the Congress turned it down. Well, there you go. All right. The, 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 the <laughs> common sense is not in. And Barry, thank you for the call. Common sense is not in their DNA. But, but you know, already we've had a couple of callers who've made some good points and good sense. Do they adopt any of these things? <laughs> Don't hold your breath. DJ's in Summers Point. DJ, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. How you doing, John? Good, DJ. How about you? <clears throat> I'm doing great. I'm back in the great state of New Jersey. Good, good. Glad to have you back. <laughs> yeah, I got a good start on my summer tan. Everything's good. Good. 
Hey, you know, you know, one word's missing. Uh, you're talking about Elizabeth Warren and all these uh, other uh, forgive people. Yes. About these student loans. Yes. You haven't mentioned the word bribery. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what it is, isn't it? <laughs> no, it, it's a bribe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, let's tell it like it is. Yeah. But I, it wasn't mentioned, so I felt obligated to, sure. to call in and mention that word. Absolutely. Because that's what it is. Yeah. And you mentioned it. They got nothing on the plate right now going into November. No. No. Right? No, absolutely and not. Hey, they can work out a little bit of forgiveness program, but it can't be totally cleaned off and wiped off the place. I agree with that. I agree. If they're going to forgive something, let's say 10, 15, 20% of whatever you owe, but come on now. Forgive the whole thing? And offer, and offer these folks that have, a, a, whether it's a federal student loan or a private student loan, a payment option they can get in through their employer. Yes. Where they can have it automatically taken out of their yes, pay. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Because if you give a lot of people a coupon book and all that, <laughs> when it comes to making the, uh, the nice car payment versus making the, and driving a lesser car versus, you know, making the student loan payment, they're going to have to pay the car, car payment. Yes. You're right. That's, that's just the way it is. That's exactly right. right. Or they're, they're not going to stay home. They're going to go out a couple nights and spend, you know, 50 or $100 a night to go out. You know, they just don't make the right decisions. But if you cut some of this interest off, government's not going to lose money because, you know, you're not forgiven the whole debt. But something could be worked out. But God, what Elizabeth Warren is proposing is nothing but a bribe. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. DJ, you said it very well. And thank you for the call. Yeah. Well, listen. DJ just said it, and I said it, and I'm sure we all agree. What do the Democrats have to run on? I mean, just let's go down the line from the beginning of this horrible administration. Five hours into the administration, five hours, January 20th, 2021. He's in office. He's sworn in at 1230, not even five hours, five o'clock. Shut down the Keystone Pipeline. Okay? Then we have inflation. Then we have Afghanistan. And then we have rampant immigration. Illegals coming in left and right. It's just... And, and look, at the, look at the inflation now. And look at the shortages. I mean, look at everything. Everything. It's just awful. <sighs> Talk with a purpose... Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5, and I'm John DeMassey. We'll talk to Dave and Galloway after the break, and maybe we'll talk to you. And then, of course, at 11 o'clock, it's our Fighting the Opioid Addiction series with our partners, Recovery Centers of America, a Mother's Day special, a mother and daughter team. Both work for RCA, both in recovery, and we're very happy to report that, and we'll hear their story, and and certainly a, a great one for Mother's Day. I'm John DeMassey. Final thoughts in hour number two after these words. At Recovery Centers of America, we know getting sober and staying sober is something you must work on every day. And with life being hectic, attending therapy and meetings can be difficult, but not anymore. Introducing Shoutout, brought to you by Recovery Centers of America. Shoutout is a new teletherapy app that brings evidence-based addiction treatment to you at the click of a button. Visit shoutout.com slash radio or call 866-99-SHOUT-NOW for a same-day assessment. Whether you're starting treatment, 
experiencing a relapse or need help staying on track, our therapists provide expert group and individual addiction treatment that's convenient, accessible, and affordable. You'll love all the features of the Shoutout app, including the sobriety tracker, community forum, and educational, inspiring content that provides support 24-7. And Shoutout is in-network with major insurance providers. Visit shoutout.com slash radio or call Recovery Centers of America at 866-99-SHOUT for an assessment. That's 866-99-SHOUT. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751-1771 or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. And you can listen to Joe Yakovich on Saturdays here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group. 856-751-1771. 856-751-1771. Or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC. Member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC is not an affiliated company. And we're back here on Talk with a Purpose. Don't forget, hour number three coming up, our Fighting the Opioid Addiction series with our partners, Recovery Centers of America, and uh, plenty to talk about here on the show. A Mother's Day special, Stephanie Davis, regional manager of RCA, is going to be on, and along with her daughter coming on, both in recovery. How about that, huh? Mother-daughter duo, both in recovery and successful. So we're, we're really looking forward to that coming up. In a couple of minutes here, hour number three on Talk With a Purpose. Let's go to the phones. Dave is in Galloway. Dave, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Hey, good morning, John. Um, I uh, I don't usually call in to talk shows uh, because it's uh, I, I just don't do it. But since you got on this student loan uh, business, uh, I it, it bites me in my behind because yeah. I'm paying for my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm paying for my niece, Dave. So we're in the same boat, okay? <laughs> so, uh, but... I don't. I don't usually like to put out, you know, personal opinion uh, without any, some kind of factual substantiation. But I want to, you know, before I go any further, I want to recommend to you a book because this illuminated me real good. Uh, it's called "The Student Loan Scam: The Most Oppressive Debt in the U- in U.S. History and How We Can Fight Back." And the author's name is Alan Michael. My last name is Kalinga. It's like C-O-L-L-I-N-G-E. This, this guy is a pro. He was, he was like an aeronautical engineer. He got sucked up in this and, 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 run, and run through the ringer. And when you read this book and you see the stuff that they pulled between Congress 
and and the various uh, 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 you know educational institutions and whatever they kept changing it. You know, yeah. Back back in the day, this this whole program was brought brought up by uh, uh, President uh, Johnson, and I had to, I didn't like President Johnson at all. In fact, neither did I. Neither did I. <laughs> uh, but when he first brought up this program, it was a good program. Yeah. But what happened was Congress has made like six different changes to this program over the time, including uh, banning you, uh, being able to uh, to uh, get rid of it by uh, bankruptcy. Yeah, that that's that was the the real that was the real nail in the coffin. Dave. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's the and, right. And somebody just brought that up. And uh, Dave, thanks for the call. We appreciate your information. And and speaking of that. I, uh, I went to a doctor at the University of Penn many years ago, and we got onto this conversation, and she said to me, you know, my idea of a, a, a real big Saturday night is uh, me and my husband and my kids, we uh, order a pizza. And I said, why? Well, we're both doctors. Now, now, they're in their 30s, and they're both doctors, and they both have student loan. She said, we have $400,000 in student loan debt. What? That's a house. That's a big house. Oh, right. well, you know that's that's the way it goes. Tom is in Ocean City. Tom, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Oh, thanks for taking my call. Um, yeah, uh, I have four kids. I'm I'm in my senior years now, and uh, my wife and I have worked our tail off all our lives to see that our kids get a a good upbringing and an education. Yes. And I had a deal with the kids where I would pay for their A's and B's. We would split the C's in half and the D's and F's are on you. Yeah. What's upsetting is the fact that, and my kids have all done very well, John. Absolutely. Good, I good. My son went to the, a vocational school, which is, uh, I'll tell you, the the, uh, the Botech trees. If anybody's listening, hear me out. It The, the, the society is desperate for technical services and and uh, train services and there's no better place to go to school than votech if you feel that that is a direction you need to go i agree don't ever be embarrassed uh, you know college i'm seeing these poor college kids that have spent a lot of money and a lot of debt and they're going nowhere and right. they get defeated and depressed and you know what happens after that exactly but i guess what i'm saying and the reason for my calls the fact that where's the government at um you you knew what you were getting into when you got into your debt, but why do these poor kids have to pay interest on education? Uh, pay the principal down, amortize your uh, some type of a payment schedule, and you know what? What you if that you know if you're going to spend a lot of money going to school, and you know education is in the mind, not in a multi-billion-dollar facility, right? Um, and, right. And, and and you know when you have to go to a lecture. You got to go to the lecture or that's lab right. work. That's I right. That, but there's so much. There's so much that can be done online, and um, you know they don't. You know if, if it's the the, it's, the, the, it's, uh, it's the a, college experience, forget it. Those days are gone. Exactly right. And, and Tom, thanks for the call. Unfortunately, we're up against the clock. We got to run. Hour number two in the books. Very lively discussions. We thank you for calling in and chiming in on what we were talking about. Hour number three on the way, fighting the opioid addiction. Stephanie Davis and daughter coming up from Recovery Centers of America. Hour number three on the way. Don't go away.
95.5 FM and 1450 AM WPTG Atlantic City. WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. The following program is paid for and presented by John DeMassey. The opinions expressed are not those of Town Square Media or station advertisers. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassey. Hour number three, Talk with a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon. Right here, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Remember... You can also hear us on 1450 AM and online at com. That's WPGTalkRadio.com. We continue our series here on Talk With a Purpose, as we've done for pretty much since the beginning of our show, fighting the opioid addiction, and our partners have been and continue to be, and we appreciate that, Recovery Centers of America. And we thought uh, when we started this feature, yeah, you know, the opioid crisis will subside and and we won't do it anymore, but guess what? <laughs> it it hasn't subsided, but Recovery Centers of America is doing their best to help people out. With us today is Stephanie Davis. She is the regional manager of Recovery Centers of America. Stephanie, good morning and welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Good morning, John. Thank you so much for having me today. Well, thanks for coming on. Uh, your title is regional manager. And I always ask people what that means and what are your duties. So why don't we start with that? What does regional manager mean? And kind of give us your typical day-to-day, which I'm sure no two days are alike, right? No, sir, not at all. (laughs) Not at all. Um, I am blessed to be a part of the frontline war against not just the opioid epidemic, but addiction in its entirety. Um, I run a team of 18 professionals um, throughout New York and New Jersey that uh, really get into the field and um, speak to recovery and resources, education and, and outreach with the addiction and behavioral health um, epidemic on the rise. Um, I really work hand-in-hand with a lot of our community partners, including law enforcement and hospitals and other agencies that really see the addiction epidemic and the opioid epidemic at its heartbeat, if you will. And we work out different methods, ways, programs, and resources to help our community find their way to hope and healing. So my day can look very, very different from one day to the next. Sometimes it is um, sitting with our emergency rooms, discussing what they're seeing, what the rise or decrease is, and how we help that population. Sometimes it's, you know, identifying programmatic needs and bringing those to our amazing sites and our clinical and medical teams to help develop programs that uh, meet patients where they're at. I do get blessed very often to be able to speak directly with those needing that assistance and their families and help them connect to resources as well so that the whole family can heal together. Uh, I wanted to know, because you did, we had a conversation earlier and you explained to me what your, what your title entails and what your job duties are. But I was just wondering how you and your team gauge the effectiveness 
of what you're doing and what they're doing and and all of these conversations. I mean, I'm sure you're you're just I mean, at the end of a day and I'm sure you have long days at the end of the day. It's it's like, okay, so so what what did we learn today? So can you talk about gauging the effectiveness of what you're doing and and what your team is doing? So one of the first things that I look at on a very regular daily basis is, are we truly eliminating the barriers for patients in need to access the services that are going to bring them to hope and healing? Um, a lot of that is meeting with our outside organizations, law enforcement, hospitals, large employers, clinical professionals, and, and looking at what are those barriers and how fast and effective is that transition from that place of, you know, desperation to that place of stability and healing. <clears throat> we also look a lot at, you know, how people are staying engaged in the treatment. We work with the, the families and employers and other parties that are involved with those individuals um, to ensure that the hope and healing remains and are we effectively engaging the families and educating them on all the resources that are available. May we connect with our our payer organizations and other organizations to track, you know, are people reaching that long lasting and meaningful recovery and how are they doing prior or post intervention and treatment, if you will. Um, We look at the engagement in our programs in the building and are they effectively meeting these individuals where they're at and overcoming all of the things that go into the recovery and healing process. Are we addressing maybe some underlying mental health or are we addressing getting them into uh, a position where they're coming back to being a productive member of society, re-engaging into their families? you know, really getting their feet under them to support that long-lasting hope and healing. So it's a lot of moving parts because it's not just the front end of saying, okay, we have an individual here, you know, maybe it started in college, maybe it started in the pandemic, wherever it started, they're in need of services. It's not just a matter of getting them into a building or getting them into a program. It's seeing that process through during the treatment stay, after the treatment stay, engaging all of the moving parts that surround that individual so that they have the support that they need to continue that journey throughout the rest of their life. Sounds good. Stephanie Davis is our guest. She's the regional manager of Recovery Centers of America as we continue our fighting the opioid addiction, or basically, as Stephanie said, just fighting the addiction. that That's what we call this series. 609-407-1450 is our number here. If you have a question for Stephanie, if you or someone you know uh, you think is in the throes of this addiction, of, of whatever it is, uh, feel free to call in. I'm sure she'll be happy to talk to you and try to help you out. 609-407-1450. You know, Stephanie, I said it at the beginning of the show, and I say it pretty much every time we do this series, is that when we started this, and it was probably six or seven years ago, we started this series, and I figured, hey, we'll do this for a year or two, and the crisis will be over, and 
you know, then we'll do something else. But here we are seven years later, and we're still doing it, and we're glad that RCA is participating with us. But the question is, and I've been hearing this, and I don't know if it's hearsay or if there's stats to back it up, is the crisis getting worse? Uh, do you Can you share anything with us that tells us that, hey, maybe we're we're winning this battle? Can you talk about that? So I don't believe that we are losing this battle, but we have seen significant <clears throat> increases in overall addiction um, significantly as we're kind of seeing the, the dust fall from the pandemic, if you will. Myself and my team often refer to it as the epidemic hidden within the pandemic. Um, the disease of addiction is a disease of disconnection. It really looks to separate you from the connection you have with your community, with your coworkers, with your family, with the resources in the community that connect us all. Because it, it really does isolate you to a place of, you know, desperation, if you will, and really looks to destroy you. So as we maintain separation from our employment and our friends and our social activities and our loved ones to maintain physical health, a lot of people sat and suffered and silenced and hid behind a screen and, and it was easy to really continue to allow that disease to grab its grip. And there weren't those checks and balances that we have every day. I mean, you think about it, I'm up about 4.30 in the morning. I take my morning run. I'll stop into my local 7-Eleven, grab my cup of coffee as I'm headed back home. And then, you know, I get in my car and I engage in my coworkers at one site or another or in the community. And I come home and I eat dinner with my family. My mom, who actually is an Atlantic County resident, may, you know, join my family for dinner Throughout that day, I've seen so many people who know me and see me on a daily basis. And, you know, there's when when we were isolated, there was no one to say, huh, is Stephanie okay? She doesn't seem like herself. She's maybe a little disheveled. She doesn't really sound like herself. We were really isolated from the people that care, know, and love us and see us on a regular um, it put a lot of us in a dark place of not knowing where to go and, you know, wondering what's going to happen next and the uncertainties of it and what was there really left to do um, but to manage those things in the best of our ability. Um, and a lot of us were caught with situations that we didn't really have healthy coping mechanisms for and those those. Uh, resources really weren't in place due to the severity of it. So I do know that we're looking at numbers. We've seen some preliminary numbers from a little over a year ago, and we're looking at about an 18% increase in the first year of the pandemic in overall substance use. And I know on the ground we're seeing a rise in opiates, alcohol, prescription misuse. It's really not aligned to one substance or another, but all of them. Yeah. And we're seeing more and more depression, anxiety, lack of coping skills, lack of connection and support mechanisms, which ultimately are leaving a lot of individuals in a place of unknowing and 
an understanding. Um, now that we're kind of getting back to a normal routine, they're engaging in those <clears throat> people, places, and things that have known and loved them for so long. And we're starting to see loved ones reach out and, and ask a lot of questions, right? Um, you know, my loved one didn't drink and then they sat home and two glasses of wine turned into three and turned into a bottle and then two bottles. And now it's becoming a daily occurrence or, you know, my loved one became more and more reliant on their on their pain medication from sitting at a desk or, you know, so many scenarios where we're really seeing that that isolation has fueled the fire and for for individuals that you would never expect, the individuals you would never really see prior to this situation. And uh, one of the things I love about Recovery Centers of America is, is what we do, and that's really be connected into our backyard and evaluating these opportunities to bring education, connection, and support services to those individuals that may have never been affected with the situation prior and not know what to do. You know, I, I'm, I'm listening to you and, you know, you, you obviously, as all of the RCA people are, are, you're passionate, you're dedicated, and this is a big problem. And you're talking about the pandemic and increase and all that stuff. Uh, RCA has probably hundreds of programs, correct? As far as helping people, uh, cope with this kind of thing? We, we do. So we're a very comprehensive program. Um, I will say we have 10 inpatient sites throughout the country. Here in the New Jersey region, we have two, one at uh, located in central Jersey in the South Amboy area, Raritan Bay, 138-bed, beautiful detox residential facility, Mays Landing, right there outside of Atlantic City. In South Jersey, 133 beds, both detox and residential. But we also also offer <clears throat> partial hospitalization, intensive outpatient, outpatient services, both virtually, in-person, and hybrid. Um, our neighbors to uh, the West in Pennsylvania, um, have really stepped up to help through what we see the pandemic bringing about and are offering mental health outpatient services. Um, we do offer medically assisted treatment services out of Camden, Woodbridge, and Trenton. Um, and throughout the country, we're continuing to develop more in-out patient settings very unique programming um, from our older adults evolutions program to our young adults program, trauma programs. We have a program at our South um, Amboy location specifically for first responders who may be struggling. Um, we recently opened a new frontline workers program. Unfortunately, it's not here in Jersey yet, but we do offer that throughout the RCA brand and so many more. Um, to really meet that need and evaluate what is it that we can help to overcome to get you to that place of hope and healing. I wanted to ask you, uh, you you've described your job and your team and what you do. Uh, 
what do you do differently from that of an interventionist? Are there similarities? There are some similarities, and that's a great question. Um, I educate our community on this quite often. Um, you know, there are a very wide variety of individuals needing assistance, and some are, you know, ready. They've, they've seen the consequences of substance use and behavioral health and mental health, and they're really at a point where it's like, okay, I know I need help and, and I'm ready to do what I got to do. And then, you know, we have the other extreme of people who have not yet recognized or, or are terrified or in a position where they can't see that hope. At the, uh, at the end of the tunnel. They can't see that light waiting for them, if you will. Um, my team works directly with our partners in the community, and we're readily available 24-7, 365 to speak to patients and families and help review options and programs and, and really connect them with the correct services very quickly and effectively. Um, and that really looks like most of that spectrum. When we're looking at our intervention team, who my team works very, very closely with, they're all certified interventionists here at Recovery Centers of America, and it's never a fee. It's always a complimentary services that we're here to support our families and communities with. But the intervention team works directly with the families and the loved ones, the support people of those who don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, who don't understand the opportunities or maybe are just terrified of what that looks like. And they do a full program, prepare those loved ones, those family members, those support people, engage that individual in a loving and supporting manner and really help them to get to a point where they realize it's time and it's it, this is the best way. Right. Um, those services are so critical because sometimes that disease really just hijacks our loved ones. It, it sure does. Over. Sure does. Yeah. Yeah, it sure does. Uh, Stephanie, we're, we're coming up on a break, at what we call here on radio, paying the bills, okay? So we have to... <laughs> We have to do, we have to do that, okay? It's a it's a necessity in radio. But we'll be back. Stephanie Davis, regional manager of Recovery Centers of America, she is our guest in our fighting the opioid addiction series and as Stephanie has said a couple of times, it's not just opioids, it's not just drugs, it's addiction in general. It could be alcohol, could be whatever. Uh, but but that's what we're talking about here on the show. You have a question for Stephanie? You know someone who's in the throes of addiction? 609-407-1450. And we have, uh, since it's Mother's Day, we have an interesting uh, twist to this story today with our guest. And we'll talk about that after the break. And again, if you have a question, 609-407-1450. I'm John DeMassey. More Fighting the Opioid Addiction Series with Stephanie Davis, Regional Manager of RCA, right after these words. If you're interested in driving one of the finest automobiles on the market today, then you'll want to check out all of the fabulous new and pre-owned Lexus at Lexus of Atlantic City. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Driving a Lexus is like no other vehicle on the market. Test drive one for yourself at Lexus of Atlantic City. Whether it's new or pre-owned, you'll be more than satisfied. In fact, Lexus is consistently number one when it comes to customer satisfaction. Visit Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. 
or you can check out their outstanding selection of new, pre-owned, and L-certified pre-owned vehicles on their website, LexusofAtlanticCity.com. That's LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Or, if you want more information, call 609-641-0008. Lexus of Atlantic City, now celebrating their 26th year in the area. A dealership that you'll enjoy. No pressure, no gimmicks, no hassle, no hype. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. And remember, always online at LexusofAtlanticCity.com. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751-1771 or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com and you can listen to joe yakovich on saturdays here on wpg talk radio 95.5 fm for over 37 years joe yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan you'll find joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world the path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group. 856-751-1771. 856-751-1771. Or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC. Member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC is not an affiliated company. Everybody knows that your mom is the best. To salute all of our moms on Mother's Day, B.F. Mazio suggests our fabulous fruit flower arrangement. Yes, it looks like flowers, but you can eat them. You can't do that with the other kind. B.F. Mazio with a complete selection of gift baskets and fruit baskets for that extra something for Mother's Day. And of course, there's the usual finest fresh fruit and produce you'll find anywhere as well as prepared foods, baked goods, and gourmet specialties. B.F. Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield and at bfmazio.com. And we're back here on our Fighting the Opioid Addiction series, Recovery Centers of America. And I always say this when we do this series, but it is true. You write this number down because you never know. 1-800-RECOVERY. 1-800-RECOVERY for Recovery Centers of America. That's a 24-7 hotline. And I'll tell you, I've been to the call center. If it gets to the second ring, that's unusual. They answer the phone right away. And they'll direct you as to whatever you need. So whatever you're thinking, just call that number. 1-800-RECOVERY, 1-800-RECOVERY for Recovery Centers of America. And it is our Fighting the Opioid Addiction series here with our partners, Recovery Centers of America. Stephanie Davis, Regional Manager, RCA, is uh, on with us, and we're happy to have her with us. Uh, now we're going to get into the, the meat and potatoes of this show, Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, why, why, why you're on, because it is Mother's Day weekend, and, and Becky, uh, in your marketing department, came up with this idea, and I thought it was really a, a, a great idea. Uh, you are in recovery. And, I am. Yeah, and, I and, am. And your story, your story is, 
I mean, you were telling me your story yesterday, and I'm saying to myself, this girl doesn't have a shot at life when I heard, you know, your background. I mean, this is like one of those movies where you see somebody and and they're really down and out. And all of a sudden, here you are. And we're going to get your daughter on in a couple of minutes. Uh, Tell us your story. Now, you're in recovery for 18 years. But but tell us about how long you were addicted and what led you to recovery. Let's start there. So addiction has been a part of my reality from day one. Um, my father um, suffered from both mental health and substance use disorder um, as long as I can remember. And, uh, you know, I was very blessed to have a father who loved me and did the best he could. But, you know, my understanding today of the disease is much different than it was coming up. Um, and I watched him struggle for recovery for many, many years. And, um, you know, it, it definitely, without getting into all the details, it definitely changes the way you think, the way you see the world, the activities, the education. It really does affect every aspect of your life. And, and this was a very strong part of my reality. And, and it almost became as normalized. You know, when you live with addiction in the home growing up, my father um, was the product also of an addicted home. My grandmother um, suffered from substance abuse disorder um, throughout his entire life. So I started using it at a very, very young age. Um, I was introduced to drugs and alcohol in my, you know, late preteens, early early teens. I mean, I, I really started engaging in normalized substance use behavior um, about 12, 13 years old. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. Oh. Very, very young. That's terrible. Um, That's terrible. Yeah. At the time, you know, I you know was a was a very productive student, and um, I engaged here and there in sports. And you know, it, it was you know weekend partying and sneaking, and you know, I won't disclose my age, but at that time there was no internet, no social media, no cell phones. You know, it was a lot of backyard bonfires, if you will, and um, you know, the disease really took its grasp in my mid-teens. Um, and for a long time, I functioned. I was able to successfully put myself through college and, you know, obtain a nursing degree and, and put some type of a semblance of a life together and, and maintain that use throughout, or, you know, the normalized use, if you will, throughout most of my younger years. <clears throat> At the same time, I watched, you know, my, my baby brother kind of do the same thing, if you will. Unfortunately, um, my brother lost his battle to this disease a week before his 21st birthday. And my father struggled with severe, severe physical, um, illness and severe organ failure and, and lots of other medical issues related to his longtime battle back and forth with addiction and recovery. Um, I feel very blessed to have had the opportunity to engage in treatment one time, you know, follow <clears throat> a 12-step fellowship and really become engaged in the recovery community. But unfortunately, it was too late. Um, I became a mother um, while in my use. My first uh, marriage, both of us, you know, suffered with substance use disorder and 
you know, my, my children who were very small at the time, you know, I saw this starting to play out as a multi-generational disease, really affecting everything we did, our family bonds, how they were interacting in school, in the community and things like that. So, you know, I do feel blessed to have made it out with my life. And, um, you know, one of the hardest things when I was stepping into recovery and what took me so long is I was one of those. I didn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. This was something that through many generations we normalized within our family. So the, the thought of being able to raise a family and have a career and true friendships and engage in the community and grow in a place of abstinence and recovery, it seemed like an alternate reality to me for yeah. so many years. Yeah. I got to ask you, uh-huh. though, I got to ask you, mm-hmm. with the history that you just described to us, what led you to recovery? And you've been in recovery for 18 years. I mean, you could have gone the other way. You know that better than anybody because you see this stuff every day. What led you to recovery? It had to stop somewhere. As a mother, looking at my children, processing everything that I had lived through, everything that I was living through, I really felt like it had to stop somewhere. Now, where that stop was, I had no idea. How that stop was going to happen, I had no idea. I looked at these beautiful children that I had been blessed with and all the things that I wanted to give them and all the ways that I wanted their life to be different than mine and knew it had to start with me. If there was ever going to be a chance for my children, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren to really have their best life, their best shot. It had to start with me. I had to make those decisions to step out of my comfort zone and reach out and ask for help. And thank God I did, because I don't think that I would be here today, and I don't think that I would have the blessing of recovery and my children and my grandchildren and the relationships that I have and the ability to take that hope to other people than if I hadn't made that decision that day that they meant more to me than I did, that they meant more to me than the need I felt for the substances I was using. So it was really, you know, with my children. It's it's really... Amazing because I, I, I took some notes because I spoke to you yesterday and I took some notes. So let me see if I, I got this right. So your dad was addicted and he lost his life mm-hmm. be, because yes, of that. Your baby brother was addicted, lost his life at the age of 21. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're I've done a lot of health shows in my career and doctors say, you know, you are what your parents are. So. <laughs> I mean, you you had a couple of strikes against you. So it, it, it's like amazing that you got out of that. Something within you, uh, you want to say God, and I know RCA is very spiritual. Uh, something within you did something to get you out of this. And here you are now helping people. 
So I think it's a great story. And for Mother's Day, we should pat you on the back and say, hey, you, you've, you've done a great job. You really have. And it's amazing. You know, it really is amazing with, with what you've what you've talked about. And, you know, I, I knew we were going to do this show, but I didn't realize it was going to be at, at, at this magnitude of what you were up against. So congratulations. We're coming up on another break. And uh, by the way, you can cry because we call this hour the tearjerker hour. Pastor <laughs> Pastor Zach and Pastor Jason have cried on this show, so don't feel bad if you want to cry. Okay, <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we're coming up on a break, and then we're going to talk to your daughter because we're going to, you know, talk about <laughs> the apple falling far from the tree doesn't happen. So we'll talk about that. Your daughter is Mina, and we'll talk to her after the break, and we'll talk to you. Stephanie Davis, she is the regional manager for Recovery Centers of America, and we're doing our Fighting the Opioid Addiction series. 609-407-1450, you want to call in and ask a question of Stephanie, or you just want to say, hey, great job of really recovering and, and being a productive member of society. Well, you want to do that as well? Feel free. 609-407-1450. I'm John DeMassey. More of our Fighting the Opioid Addiction series with our partners, Recovery Centers of America, after these words. At Recovery Centers of America, we know getting sober and staying sober is something you must work on every day. And with life being hectic, attending therapy and meetings can be difficult, but not anymore. Introducing Shoutout, brought to you by Recovery Centers of America. Shoutout is a new teletherapy app that brings evidence-based addiction treatment to you at the click of a button. Visit shoutout.com slash radio or call 866 866- 699 shout now for a same day assessment whether you're starting treatment experiencing a relapse or need help staying on track our therapists provide expert group and individual addiction treatment that's convenient accessible and affordable you'll love all the features of the shout out app including the sobriety tracker community forum and educational inspiring content that provides support 24 7 and shout out is in network with major insurance providers visit shoutout.com slash radio or call recovery centers of America at 866-99-SHOUT for an assessment. That's 866-99-SHOUT. In these unusual economic times, do you wonder what to do with your money? If you have questions about retirement planning, IRAs, 401ks, tax planning, or any other type question, then listen to The Heart of Your Money. Heard every Saturday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. Featuring noted author and financial expert, Joe Yakovich. The Heart of Your Money will focus on you, your family, and the best ways for you to navigate your financial portfolio. That's every Saturday, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., The Heart of Your Money with Joe Yakovich here on WPG, Talk Radio 95.5 FM, South Jersey's talk station. Are you stuck in the 70s? Maybe the 80s. Looking at your kitchen or bath, you don't know what year it's from, but it sure looks old, tired, and in need of refreshing. Kitchen and bath designer Krista Carullo can help you transform your kitchen or bath into something very special. Home improvements like these can substantially improve the value of your home. Krista has designed and implemented hundreds of new kitchens and baths in the Vetner, Margate, Longport, and other areas of South Jersey. For more information on how Krista can help you, contact her at 609-694-5666. 609-694-5666. Need to see samples of her work? Krista will be happy to send you some dazzling photos of her recent designs. Don't stay stuck in the 70s or 80s. Move up and make your home the desirable place it's meant to be. 
Contact Krista Carullo at 609-694-5666. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Throughout the afternoon and into tonight, we're expecting showers and maybe an isolated thunderstorm as temperatures reach 53 and then we'll see a low of 45 overnight. Going into the end of the weekend, we'll still be looking at some isolated rain showers throughout the day and in the overnight with a high of 51 and then we'll see a low of 44 overnight. I'm Mackie Weather Meteorologist Jeff Nordine on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Back here on Talk with a Purpose, our Fighting the Opioid Addiction series. Recovery Centers of America, here is their number. Write it down. 1-800-RECOVERY. 1-800-RECOVERY. That is a simple number. All you have to do is call it 24-7 hotline, and they will direct you at that point. If you think you have someone in the throes of addiction or whether it's alcohol, drugs, whatever it happens to be, 1-800-RECOVERY. 1-800-RECOVERY for Recovery Centers of America. And again, our Fighting the Opioid Addiction series, Stephanie Davis is our guest. She is the Regional Manager of Recovery Centers of America. And not only is uh, Stephanie a daughter, and we talked about uh, her father and her brother, but she is also a mom. And we thought it was kind of appropriate that uh, Stephanie comes on and she brings... uh, And Stephanie, the story is, uh, you know, you, you have a history in your family and I understand that your daughter is in recovery, and she's also on staff at uh, Recovery Centers of America in Raritan Bay. So talk about that for a minute. Then we'll bring Mina on, okay? Oh, I am the, I am a mother, and um, I'm blessed to be the mother of a beautiful soul in recovery. And um, I, I am so proud of the journey that she has taken and the fight that she put up to to save her own life. And I will say through all that I've lived through from childhood trauma to addiction to recovery, being the mother of someone who is afflict, afflicted by the disease of addiction is the most painful and the most challenging thing I have ever lived through. And, you know, I I speak very often to the moms of the world that are there and and don't know what to do and how to reach their their child. Because, you know, we have these little beautiful babies that smell so good and they're so perfect. And, you know, much like my daughter, who was a straight A student and she was engaged in sports and she was, you know, an active member of JROTC and just this beautiful light turning into this beautiful young woman and she hit a roadblock and she hit a stumbling point. And I'll let her tell you a little bit about that. Okay. And All right. We'll do that. And, and, uh, let, let's bring her on. Uh, Mina is the daughter of uh, Stephanie Davis. And Mina, good morning and welcome to uh, Talk With a Purpose and welcome to our series, Fighting the Opioid Addiction. We're we're happy to have you part of this as uh, part of our Mother's Day special. Can you tell us your story, Mina? Uh, when did you, do you remember when you first became uh, addicted or started using? Good morning. Thank you so much for having me on. So like she told you, you know, my grandfather, my uncle, and also my dad struggle with the disease of addiction. So me, I started hitting that roadblock when I was in my teenage years. Wow. 
So uh, what led you to that? I mean, do you remember what the scenario was? Like what led you to actually starting? Was it just friends saying, hey, let's do this. Let's get high or whatever? Honestly, at the time, I believe there wasn't enough education about the disease of addiction. I really didn't know what I was getting myself into. And so growing up in that environment and also, you know, the influences I had around me is really what led me to that pathway. So you you, you really, I mean, honestly, uh, and no disrespect to you, but you didn't have a shot. Because you had you had a, a grandparent who was addicted, you had an uncle who was addicted, you had a mother and father who were addicted. So I, I guess if logic follows, you're going to be addicted. So I mean, do you remember growing up? Do you remember seeing all this? And do you think it was like, oh, it's cool, I can do this, and it, it's really not a big deal? What were your thoughts? Honestly, growing up in this environment and seeing it firsthand, it was normalized. You know, having it just around me all the time, seeing it in my family, in my household, in society, it was just normalized. That's why, you know, education nowadays is such a big deal. So we know, you know, what the uh, causes, what the effects are. So that way we can prevent it and help people who did go down that pathway. All right. Well, what led you to, I understand you're in recovery about a year and you're also on staff uh, at the Raritan Bay for Recovery Centers of America. And by the way, both of you, make sure you say hello to David for me, okay? Absolutely. <laughs> yes, sir. And tell him, tell him, just ask him who taught him everything he knows about radio, all right? <laughs> <laughs> um, what, uh, Mina, what led you to recovery? I mean, what made you, was it your mother's influence or was it just something that you found for yourself or how did that work? So my mom is my biggest supporter and she's who I really aspire to be, you know, in my future. But looking at my own life and looking at my friends and the world around me, I knew that, you know, I wanted to be the change I wanted to see in the world. I knew that this was a cycle that needed to be broken. And so taking that first step is the hardest. But I knew it had to be done because the only person who could do it is me. Right. And you didn't want to end up like your uncle. I don't want to end up like any of the many lives that is lost by this disease. Right. Well, that makes sense. Uh, Mina, I'm just going to put you on, uh, not on hold, but I want to get back to your mom. I want to get back to Stephanie. And and this is a, a, a critical question, Stephanie, because uh, this is Mother's Day weekend. We all know that. And many are celebrating mm -hmm. with their mothers. But what advice or what can you say to mothers who have a child? And when I say child, it could be a young child. It could be somebody Mina's age or it could be an adult uh, mm -hmm. who are in the throes of addiction. What advice do you have for mothers? The first thing, <clears throat> if anyone is listening, I want them to know if they're not alone. And no two situations are alike. Um, as a mother, we just want to fix it for our children. As babies, we want to see them 
comforted when they cry, when they're learning to ride their bike and they skin their knee, we want to patch that up. You know, when they're struggling to study for a test, we want to jump in there and help them with that. And it doesn't matter if they're two or if they're 80. There are babies. And um, to see your child suffering in any capacity is painful in every way, emotionally, physically. It is just overwhelming. And when you feel as though you're doing that alone, you get to a place of, of overwhelming, exhausted, confusion, emotional overload. And, you know, so knowing that you're not alone and that there's, there's people and places and things and resources that can help you through this is, is definitely key. Um, reach out. Do not suffer in silence. There are professionals everywhere. I know Recovery Centers of America, we offer seeds to recovery um, that engages family and really helps them through this process, whatever stage, if it, whether your loved one is sick and suffering, engaged in treatment or, or after treatment. Um, my best advice is really get professional advice. As mothers, we can love our children to death. This disease is very crafty. And it is out to put our children in jails, institutions, and death. And everything we do, everything we say, impacts the path of this disease. And I see so many moms who, you know, want to fix this. And very much like my daughter said, we can love our children through it, but we can't do it for them. Right. So having that professional to guide us through healthy boundaries and healthy support systems and what to say, what to do, and what help we may need to heal and be that solid foundation for our children through this journey is so important because your situation is unique. Although this disease affects us all and destroys our lives and takes our loved ones and disconnects us, each situation has its own recipe, if you will. And, you know, that kid, that path can be very different for all of us. Um, you know, some of the hardest things that, that I went through as a mother as I watched my child watch walk the same path I did was, you know, I, I wanted to just show up and, and yell at her and tell her, get in the car, that we were going <laughs> to fix this. And she wouldn't have got in my car until she was ready. You know, I wanted to go get her an apartment and I wanted to put you know, money in her bank account and write a resume for her and help her get a job and just put her back on her feet. And all that money would have gone to the disease. Yes. It wouldn't have gone to putting her back on her feet. Yeah. So, you know, understanding how not to disconnect from your loved one, to sit in the dark with them until they can walk in the light with you is one of the most challenging things you can do. And to do it alone you're going to live in your head. Am I doing the right thing? Have I done enough? And, you know, realistically, doing it alone is going to not only keep the disease moving forward, but it's going to keep us in a place of pain and sick and suffering as an entire family. And and we know that's what this disease wants. It wants to take generation after generation down. It wants to feed the pain and the suffering and the sorrow. So, 
the the one biggest piece of advice that I have is do not walk this path alone. Reach out to Recovery Centers of America, even if you don't know what to do. We do have people here to help to talk you through it. Reach out to Seeds to Recovery, Al-Anon Services. Pick up the phone call, you know, your therapist. Just talk to your EAP person at your work. There are so many employee assistance programs that have really stepped up to help connect services to their employees, whether that, you know, be with themselves and confidential, you know, HIPAA and confidentiality is, is a real thing. So you can do this privately and confidentially and, and have someone walk you through that and really guide you to the best next step. Okay, Stephanie, we're coming up on our final break of the hour. And we still have a couple of minutes left, which means you still have time to call in if you have a question for Stephanie at 609-407-1450. 609-407-1450 is our number here. We call it our Fighting the Opioid Addiction series or in general Fighting Addiction with our partners, Recovery Centers of America. Stephanie Davis is our guest and Mina, her daughter, has been on with us as well, Regional Manager of Recovery Centers of America. We are coming back with final thoughts on today's Fighting the Opioid Addiction series after these words. East Coast roofing and siding Protecting what you love and own East Coast roofing and siding Trust us with your family and home Hey there, South Jersey. This is Sean Steitler with East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows. Do you have a home project you've been pushing off? Does your house need a facelift? If so, you need to take advantage of our economic relief rebate program. For a limited time, we are offering no money down, no interest, and no payments for 12 months. Plus, when the job is complete, we will send you a rebate check for up to 15% of the cost. No payments until 2023 and money back in your pocket? You can't beat this deal. Call us today to schedule your free consultation. 609-625-1900. That's 609-625-1900. You can also visit our website at eastcoastroofing.com for more information. East Coast Roofing and Siding. Trust us with your family and home. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC is not an affiliated company. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751-1771 or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. And you can listen to Joe Yakovich Saturdays here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie-cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group. 856-751-1771. 856-751-1771. Or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. And we're back on our Fighting the Opioid Addiction series, our partners, Recovery Centers of America. 
Here's that all-important number, and, you know, this is a very sensitive subject, but what I would do if I were you and you have someone you know who's kind of you think is in this particular situation, write the number down and hand it to them, 1-800-RECOVERY, 1-800-RECOVERY, a 24-7 hotline for Recovery Centers of America. Again, that number, 1-800-RECOVERY. Stephanie Davis is our guest. She is the regional manager of Recovery Centers of America, and we've had her daughter on here, Mina, uh, also in recovery. Stephanie in recovery for 18 years, and Mina's been in recovery for a year, and we're very happy to bring that news to you. Uh, Stephanie, I have a question which is related to what we talked about earlier, uh, that I understand that many times parents can be uh, more of a, a detriment to recovery than a help. Um, and sometimes they don't even know that they are. Uh, any advice there for, for that kind of a situation? It's, you are, you are correct. You know, I refer, I refer to it often as loving your child to death. Um, and, you know, I kind of spoke to some of my first instincts when I became the mother of someone afflicted by the disease and, and wanting to fix it for them. Um, you know, I also see, you know, we see parents and, and loved ones, sometimes it's spouses, um, who, who kind of have that polar spectrum, if you will, and, and some of us want to just, you know, pay it away with money and resources and, you know, fixing things, paying rent, paying car payments, not allowing the consequences of our children's use to affect their lives, to bring them to a place where they understand they need help. Um, and then you have other parents kind of on the other polar opposite of it, if you will, that kind of say, okay, I'm done, I've had enough. You know, I can't talk to you. I can't see you. Don't call me. I don't, you know, when, when you're better, you know, we, we can do this. And, you know, I, as a professional, as the daughter of a recovering addict, a, a recovering addict myself and the mother of, you know, it's a fine line to toe right down the middle of that polar scale um, of not allowing this disease to completely disconnect us, to let our children know that we love them and that we're here for them, to sit with them in the dark until they can walk with us in the light, but to also allow the consequences of addiction to really affect their lives and their understanding of how their use and their disease is affecting them overall. Because those, those consequences ultimately are usually the light bulb that go off. Um, you know, and it, it's that healthy balance of, of how do I have those healthy boundaries and say, no, I'm not going to give you money. No, I'm not going to pay your rent or, or fix your credit or continue to pay for your college career that's, that's going under, you know, but also say, it's okay, I'm here. When you're ready, we'll figure this thing out together. But in the meantime, I love you, and I'm, I'm here for you, and you're not alone. Um, it's very hard for a parent to understand this disease in its entirety. Right. Um, no one wakes up and says, you know what? I'm going to be an addict when I grow up. I'm going to, you know, hang out with my friends and I'm right. going to start experimenting. And then, and then my life is going to be a complete train wreck because addiction is for me, right? It, it, nobody aspires to get there and that path is so different. Um, and understanding why someone can't just stop is, 
is a really hard concept to understand when we know as professionals this disease truly hijacks us by, you know, putting our frontal lobe offline and allowing the decision-making process um, to stop is is a really hard concept to understand because, you know, when you look at cancer, you look at uh, diabetes or you look at other physical diseases, you know, there's scans, there's tests, there's blood work, there's masses that you can see, that yes. you can touch, that you yes. can feel. Uh, quickly, we got about a minute here. Yeah. I want to know how have you stayed in recovery for 18 years? What advice could you give us? Best advice I can give is a strong support system. You, When you are alone, you are vulnerable to this disease. Personally, um, I am very active in um, a 12-step program, and that has worked for me. But there are so many verticals out there. Of, of lines of support, whether that be smart recovery or 12-step recovery or clinical services, faith, family, um, but all of them are through connection, healthy support, being a productive member of society, engaging in your family and finding your career, healthy coping mechanisms. Never, ever, ever try to fight this disease alone. Stephanie, yes, thank you. Thank you. Great job. We really appreciate you coming on. Stephanie Davis, Regional Manager, Recovery Centers of America, and Mina as well. Thanks for your participation. 1-800-RECOVERY is the number for Recovery Centers of America. 1-800-RECOVERY is their number. I'm John DeMassey. Thank you for listening. Thanks to Chris Coleman for producing, doing a great job as always. And thanks to Stephanie Davis from Recovery Centers of America for coming on. Have yourself a great week. Happy Mother's Day. We'll do it all over again next Saturday. Talk with a purpose. Nine till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. You take care.